Colin Sick to Work Show, November 14th in Pittsburgh. I'll be doing stand-up, stand-up live in Phoenix at uh, December 3rd, fucking to the 7th. Something to that, that weekend. Today's guest from House Crashers, new show called Sold on the Spot, and his cousin, Marshall Dunk, is running for superintendent of public instruction, so please vote for him. Today's guest, Josh Temple. This is Um, so, yeah, uh... Oh, now we gotta shut the fucking door, because Priscilla decided she wanted to come out. Um, yeah, it was interesting... It was, I don't know. Uh, I, I went through. I went through and uh, I'm sitting in a man cave with Josh Temple. Josh Temple is the, uh, th- I would say, the face of the Crasher series. I, I, is that going to, is, is that going to, I don't want to ruffle is, any feathers. Is, is, <laughs> I don't want to ruffle Are any feathers. Are we going to lose Mr. Let's just say, let's <laughs> just, Mr. losing his shit right now? <laughs> let's just say I'm the oldest. Is Matt? Is, are, are we losing both, both Matt's? No, Matt's gone. One Matt's gone. We still. We, Wait, who, who left? Matt Blashaw is not doing yard anymore. It's now uh, Chris Lambden. So, oh, we, the blonde dude that yeah, can the, do flips. The the, uh, the guy that does the going. No, no, no. That's Todd Davis. Okay, he was the room crasher. They that went three series, three seasons. This Chris Lambden's the guy that did going yard, and he's he's the he's love the Bachelor it. people. The the Peyton Peyton his wife was, and they met. They were on the Bachelor and the Bachelorette, yeah. and they met. And now they're doing. Now they're on scripts, and they, he had a show called Going Yard, and now he's the new house crasher. I mean, yard crasher. Yard crasher. Okay. okay. So I am the oldest. You are the oldest. I have, I have been on there the longest. I am the oldest. How long, how, long have you been, how long have you been on DIY? Six years. Really? Yeah. I've been in travel. This is my... 30, I turned 37 when I shot the pilot to Birth the Conqueror. Yeah. 38, 39, 40, 41. I turned 42. This is my sixth year coming up next week. Well, yeah, because I met you're one of the first people I met. At one of the upfronts? At one of the upfronts. So uh, for those of you that don't know, upfronts are where uh, where every network sells all their sells all their programming and they sell it to advertisers they bring in they show like reels sizzle reels of what they've got coming up and then they go up to then the people that work in the ad sales go up to the advertisers i think this is how that works and they go what show would you like to be a part of we think you'd be a great fit with this and that and so they bring now networks like abc nbc cbs all do it in new york at the same time scripts does it differently where they just they own lifestyle branding and so they bring us out at just to like six different markets and we go out as a team, like as a, as a, as a I, I hate to say this because I'm going to sound like I've been, to anyone that doesn't, I'm going to sound like I've been brainwashed. <laughs> they bring us out like a family. Yes. And we hang out like a family and we've known these people for fucking six years. Yeah. And in a weird way, whatever Kool-Aid they're putting out, I enjoy drinking because we have a fucking blast. A blast. A blast. You've known these people for so long and you've and you've seen their presentations change. You've seen the different networks. I mean, it's like you, it's so bizarre, but it's but that's where we met. Yeah, that's what, and I brought something because I want you to know this. This is not bullshit, and I'm so glad you, you dropped an F-bomb so that I don't know what? if I can drop F-bombs. Oh, fuck yeah. Okay, good. Oh, yeah. But I, I brought something for you because this is an absolute real, no bullshit, not on your podcast, whatever. I brought you this. What? Are you shitting me? So that is the first day I met you. And listen, I mean, and here's what I want to say about this, Bert. 
this day is super important. You know that, right? What? This day, this this that this picture is going in the fucking man cave for nineteen different reasons. It's a picture of me, Josh, and Andy Singer, yeah. who at the time was the general manager of DIY. He was over at DIY, and yeah. then he moved over to travel. Well, get, get, tell your story, okay, and then I'll, right, yeah. So here's why this is, and I'm I'm not lying. So I'm a I, I'm fresh into DIY, and I'm and I'm appreciative, you know. And I had just come off of a show from NBC, so. I know what it's like. These upfronts. I did. I'd done the red carpet. I'd done the upfronts for NBC the the year before. I was on my best behavior. You can see me. I was an oppressed white. You shirt. Shaved. I shaved. <laughs> I had. A, I had a freaking blazer on. You did. I was so well behaved. I showed up a half hour early to make sure. Hey, is there anyone I need to know their names? I mean, I was. I was grooming myself like I had to at NBC. You know, yeah. you, your talent. You're, you, you, you need to kiss ass and you need to say the right things to the right people that pour millions of dollars into your show or your network. It's very important. So I'm sitting there all stuck up, you know, stick up my ass formal and trying to, you know, please the people at Outback, you know, <laughs> yeah, or, yeah. or, you know, or, or, or just at least not say, say the wrong thing. Yeah. Just, it's, it's such a weird, especially when you're that early in the game, you, no one knows who you are and, yeah. and, and they are apologetic that they don't know who you are, but you're brand new to the network and, and yeah. it's such a weird. Yeah. So I'm sitting up there, I'm sweating buckets. I'm just saying, just be really cordial and, and remember everything that your parents taught you with manners. And I'm sitting, and, and, and it's it's work, and it sucked. And I was I was sitting there, and I was miserable. And that's not me, you know. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you walk by with a plate of lamb. <laughs> you got a plate of lamb chops, <laughs> and you got one in your hand, and you walk, and you kind of stop, you look, and you go, "I love your show," <laughs> and you got a lamb chop in your hand, swinging it like this. The whole ballroom of you know you know people on their best behavior just turn and look, and I just start laughing. Yeah, you just started. I, I did not know who you were yet. I just started laughing. I started talking to you. I didn't even know you were a host because you were in a flannel. You yeah. had jeans. You probably had flip flops on, Bert. Uh, yeah, I, I, I had, I had. I, I think this was Dallas. Was this Dallas? I think it was Atlanta. It was might it- have been. I want to say this is when they this is when they found out they had killed Osama bin Laden. That was the day after. Oh, because I remember it was Atlanta. It was Atlanta, and it was I, because it was at that. It was I remember there was like a nice restaurant underneath. Uh-huh. I remember that. Yes, and and uh, and I came up and I was like, I was. It's it's my personality. I get so uncomfortable in moments like that because I don't. I'm really bad at making eye contact. I'm really bad at remembering names. And so if I find someone something I actually genuinely like, and this is by the way, let's let's get a little nod to Travel Channel. It, the first thing they told me is find people that are passionate, and you don't have to talk to them. So then I flipped that about me, and I was like, if I'm passionate about something, I'm going to focus on that because I don't have to worry about what I'm going to fucking say. Right. It's all going to come out right. And I saw you, and I and I'm I had been obsessed with DIY because I had just bought a house. Yeah, right. I had just bought a house um, and I was obsessed. 
obsessed with fencing, with fences. And I was, I think I grilled you about noise reduction fences. And I was like, I need to know, cause that's the fence I was talking about. I have a jack in the box in the backyard. And I was like, and I was hearing people order. I was sitting back here with a fucking cigar. I just bought the house. And I, I bought the house at like, at like, at like an off hour for jack in the box. Had I come and looked at the house at two in the morning, I would have been like, fuck this house. You're like, Get the fucking curly fries. Get the curly fries. Oh, and at a certain hour, they start really revving up for that. And so you smell fried food. And I was just like, motherfucker, I made a mistake. This is a shitty house. And and I had this room was a woodworking shop. This room is a woodworking shop. Okay. Now, I'll tell you my side of the story, which which is fucking everything. Okay. Let me me just finish. Okay, go ahead. The thing that I'm so appreciative of is like, it's just like I, it was like, you came, we started talking. I ha- there's another picture. There's, there's 50 people surrounding you and I just talking. And you just go to town. And you're basically on stage. And I'm laughing my head off. And I was so appreciative because... Roger from Heat Seekers was there. Yes. I remember that because he hadn't cut his hair in a while. And I was like, I would have I cut it right before this. <laughs> I remember thinking that. But that was the thing. <laughs> you showed me, oh my God, I'm so much more valuable to this entire thing if I'm just myself, if I'm just relaxed, if I'm clowning around, which is what I do. Yeah. You know, so you, that was very early on. And any interview, any, you know, integration, anything that they ask me to do now, I don't, I, you know, if I need to know something, I'll know it. But other than that, I'm just, I'm just birth the conqueror. Oh God! <laughs> I am. I mean, that's what it was. Well, it's who it's who you it are. Helped me. It helped me be who I was. It's so funny because um, that I'll talk about that, and then I'll talk about my relationship with you because we ended up working with the exact same crew. Oh, some of my favorite people in the world. I'm, I'm dying to see if any. Oh, yeah. So uh, they're all texting me right now. How is so? What does that mean? What do you, the, How do they know that? Because I texted him. I said, "Guys, Just Temple's coming over." Oh, awesome! awesome. So, uh, so, um, so then, so at the, at this, there's two things that happened that night. The night before, they had found Osama bin Laden, or I want to say they found Osama bin Laden. Yeah. And uh, I was with Karen, who's my, uh, I would. Just, I'm going to say friend, but she works at travel and she's always been the person when you do stuff like that, she goes with you. She yeah. has my PR. Yeah. And, uh, and all the, the same group that now that we know very intimately that runs all of these upfronts and all, all their events. Yep. Um, and so we were all drinking. They had just read all the women had just read, uh, 50 shades of gray. <laughs> <laughs> we were out by the pool. I hope this gets to all the fucking, all the upfront producers. And they, I remember, I remember, I forget who it was, was hammered at the pole. Like, your wife needs to read this. Or, your wife needs to read that. We went to the bar. We found out that Osama bin Laden had been caught. We went upstairs. Uh, I went up to my room. The rooms were always nice as shit. And, um, my wife said something, and I said, I feel like I don't know what I'm doing here. It's just the same thing that everyone feels like yeah. in these moments. Now you don't feel – you feel less like it. Right. But then, but then you start – you know, not, and not to speak too esoterically about these events, but then you're definitely not Bobby Flay. And right. you're definitely not Rachel Ray. Right. And you're not Guy. Right. And you're not Vanilla Ice. Right. And you're not Rev Run. Right. Or, uh, you know, but like – so like – and now you go to these things, and you're excited that they know who you are. Right. But still, everyone's going to flock to them. I mean, Vanilla yeah. Ice yeah. is a superstar at these things. Try try being around – like, and that's DIY and, and HGTV. Try being around Vanilla Ice, Nicole Curtis, Property Brothers – 
or or even even like uh, the cousins. Nicole. You just you just they just, you, no, or, I, Bromstad, I, or Bromstad. Bro, don't get me started about Bromstad. <laughs> Bromstad is a fucking. He is a. He is a personality. Yes. That guy rolls into a room and he, I mean, it's like, I remember we did upfronts in LA. That dude did five costume changes at upfronts. <laughs> do you remember that? Do you remember that? You, do you remember that? Giada was at that one? No, I wasn't at that one. Yeah, you were. Uh-huh. Yeah, you were. It was me, you, Bobby Flay, Vanilla Ice. That's right. Yep. Wait, Bromstadt was there? Bromstadt was there. He did five costume changes. <laughs> I remember he would go up to his room and come down to something different. I'm like, motherfucker, I brought one shirt and I'm sweating through it. This guy's got three different outfits. And, and abs for days. Uh, uh, <laughs> dude, gorgeous. Let me tell you something. That dude is gorgeous. Uh, Giada came out. I had one experience with Giada. Uh, it was fucking, when you go to these upfronts, you, you, def- you definitely uh, have a few... Uh, you, you you see everyone's product. Right. So, and, and so ultimately, if you go to one of them, you kind of know everyone on, on all the platforms. Right. And you, you definitely know them. And so if you run into them, it's, there's a very, it is a very family-like feeling. Yeah. Well, to me and to you, but to maybe to someone like Giada, maybe she doesn't watch all of them. Maybe she doesn't. I don't know. William Shatner may not watch all of them, okay? So, 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 I run in. I'm going to do Letterman. Yeah. And I'm at the first class lounge. This is my, by the way, I've flown first class for, but I've never been in the first class lounge in America. And I didn't even know there was another side to it. And this is the first time I'm in the first class lounge. I don't, I don't know what you're even talking about. So this when you is go Arabic, when you go one time, we'll fly American and you'll see what it's like to fly with me. Okay. It's amazing. Flying with me on American is amazing. I bet it is because I fly so much. Yeah, it is life changing. Next up front, we go to together. Yeah, we'll fly out together. We'll take American flights Absolutely. and I'll, and you'll, and I'll come by. I'll swing by, pick you up, and we'll go to the airport together, and you'll fucking love it. Yes. So, please. so um, I go to the first class. I was the first time there, and our flight's delayed. And I, in my head, I'm like, that sucks. And uh, I want, I want to make sure I get to the show because uh, I'm, it's, I'm really excited about it. So I go up to the front desk, and and I'm, by the way, I'm, I'm hammered. <laughs> I'm very drunk. Giada's. To Letterman or to the airport? To the airport. I'm okay. going to the airport. Yeah, not for Letterman. I'm going to the air. I'm at the airport and I'm flying to New York and I'm. I don't like flying, so I, I'm, I've had a few cocktails and it's a first class lounge. It's my first time there. You're pulling your own cocktails, which yeah. is a which is a nightmare. Just a terrible idea. Exactly. So why uh, waste ice? It's like if Hitler had, if Hitler had a Twitter account. So <laughs> so he um. So can you imagine Hitler's Twitter account? That would just be like. Guys, I'm still up. This speed hasn't worn off. So, uh, so Giada's behind me. And the first thing I always do is I recognize beautiful women first. I'm not a cat caller. I'm not that guy. But I definitely will notice a beautiful woman. And sometimes I'll, like, I'll notice celebrity women not realizing they're celebrities. I'll think just they're beautiful. Yeah. And so I see Giada. She's gorgeous. And I see her and I went, man, she's beautiful. And I went, oh, wait, I know her. In my head, I'm like, I grew up with her. I'm like, I know her. Who is that? Is that and then I go, oh shit, it's Giada, and then I'm, now I'm drunk, so I'm like. <laughs> by the way, by the way, let me preface this with this. This is a conversation that. Okay, so I see. So I, I she's behind me, and I go, um, and I want to. This is what I'm thinking about saying. Hey, my name's Bert. Uh, I have a show on Travel Channel, which I've been to Upfronts for scripts. I'm sure you have too. I've seen all your shows. I'm a big fan of your show, but we're both but, but we're both the scripts. Maybe you recognize me. Yeah. And then she's gonna go, "Oh yeah, I've seen you. I've seen your show. It's uh, or, or, how cool." Or or she'll lie and say, "Oh yeah, right, right, right." Uh, that's what I'm 
that's what I planned to say. Yeah. However, I'm so drunk that I only picked a couple of those words <laughs> and said those. And I said, like I said, I looked at her and then threw a little look so that she knew that I'm cool, which now looks creepy. And I go, the conqueror. <laughs> Giada. And by the way, I reek of booze. Okay, <laughs> The conqueror. And Giada, Giada looks at me and goes, excuse me. And I go, oh my God. and I say. We're owned by the same people. <laughs> and she goes, uh, I, don't, I'm, I don't know. I said, and then I go, are you flying to New York? She goes, I am. And I said, it's the Conqueror. Oh, my God. And, you went back to Conqueror. And so, and she is now kind of freaked out. Yeah. And she's looking at me. And now they've called my name. So now I have no out. So I'm, they're like, sir, you're next. And I go, uh, I'm going to New York. And now I'm so, I'm like, we're both going to New York. Like we're dating. Yeah. And Giada's <laughs> like, I'm going, I'm, I might be on a cyber flight. I don't know. So that's my only experience with Giada. I never spoke to her again. We were delayed. Like we were delayed five hours. She actually left the airport, went home and came back. I saw her on the plane, did not speak to her, never spoke to her again. We're at those LA upfronts with oh Bromstadt. Oh my God. I'm standing out front. I know I, I know of Bromstadt. I'd been onto the set of um, White Room Challenge. Yeah. Because uh, Patrick Yeager was running yes. it. So I had been out there. I think I'd met him there. Um, and so I meet Bromstadt and Giada walks by. And Bromstadt's like, holy shit, it's Giada. And I go, because I think everyone has those feelings about about the the royalty at Scripps. Yeah. Giada, Rachel, Guy, uh, Bobby, yeah. uh, Alton. Yeah. I'm not going to say all the names, but, you know, because I don't want to slight anybody, but the royalty. Right. Um, and so uh, I go, he goes, have you ever met her? And I'm like, I've met her once. <laughs> and he, goes, he goes, oh, my God, I'm dying to meet her. I'm dying to meet her. And I go. I go, he goes, can you introduce us? And I go, oh, I don't think I know her like that. Like, I, I've only met her once. I don't, I don't know if she'd remember. And he goes, she meets a lot of people. And I go, I don't know. My, my running was a little weird. So she comes walking by, and our, our people from our networks grab her with her people and bring her over. And David Bromstead says, you know, he goes into a, a very well, probably possibly rehearsed spiel, but it, it seems natural. And it's it's na- it's natural, but it's so well-placed. You're like, God damn it. How come he's fucking perfect like that? Yeah. And he yeah. says it all, and she's like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And then David Bromstead says, um, and, and this is Bert. He says, you guys have met. And she looks oh, at no. me in the face and oh. goes, the conqueror. No way, no way. <laughs> I swear to God. And I go, yeah. I met you drunk in an airport. She goes, yeah, you were very drunk. <laughs> oh my and god, I that's the best. fucking and David Bros. That's like she remembered you. And I was like, I don't think that's a good thing, David. I don't think that's a positive. The conqueror. That is so awesome. Oh, but but so and not to everyone's like Jesus Christ. Talk about all the shit. But this day that we all met, me you and Andy, yeah, um, is super pivotal because I think. Uh, Birth Conqueror was n- not performing well, uh, to say the least. Uh, not it was not doing bad. Now there's now. I mean, I think anyone would have loved it now, but it was not timing. doing well. It timing. was it's timing, and, and and it was a new regime, and and they had changed the marketing of it, and I think that had kind of messed with it a tad bit. But um, my wife had said we had had this place, and and I had said to you I'd been working on fucking things. I got this goddamn Jack in the Box. I can fucking smell them cooking. <laughs> I can hear them talking, and I go, and then I said to Andy at that moment, I got a perfect spot for a man cave 
in this moment, my wife always says this, and this is the moment, it, I believe it, put out what you want and you'll get it. Tell people what you want yeah. and you'll get it. Yeah. And so I've said that at that, right there, I said, I have the perfect spot for a man cave. And, and Andy said, you know, we do man caves. And I said, I know. And my, it's a woodworking shop in my backyard. I will send you all the footage. I will shoot it for you. I'll tell you, show you what it looks like. But it is perfect. Yeah. And he's like, you know, it's interesting. We're thinking about doing like a, a switch out. And I went, Andy, and I, I told him, and he goes, but you know, I went to Florida, and you went to Florida State. So if I give you a man cave, there's going to be gator shit all over. And if you look, you see three oh gator heads oh at the God. front of the fucking man cave. Hilarious. But that moment, and then... Uh, and then all your bosses, who arguably were the coolest fucking guys to ever work for, you got them. All came to Travel Channel, and and because of that, I've been there forever. I mean, Andy came in and was like, you know, we'd like you to do a new show. What do you think about Trip Flip? And and then Ross came in, and Dale came in, and I mean, everyone came over. And now those are all my bosses. Those are all my bosses. And and you know what? Those guys. Ross, Ross, well, these people don't know who these people are. But they don't. They old don't. Old school, old school, tele, good television, solid, salt of the earth sort of. You know what they are? I, I, I'm not even going to say, like, I mean, they're, they have an insight into television. They know how to make good television. You know what they are? They're guys that you would have worked for at McDonald's in high school that would have been cool. Yeah. They're, they're just wow. guys that would have been cool. Like if you had gotten a job at an ice cream shop and he was had been there a year longer than you, because they're all our age. Yeah. You know, they're all our age. They have families the exact same age as yeah. ours. They're going through the exact same shit in life that we're going through. Yeah. But they just, it's like they're in a different job. They are our bosses. But they're the guy that if you worked at the ice cream shop or if you were like a lifeguard and he was the head lifeguard, he just would have been cool. Yeah. He just would have been like, uh, like, hey, man. I got your late. It's like, like it's like uh, Randall Pink Floyd, uh, Days and Confused. Yeah, and Mitch Kramer, Mitchy Kramer, <laughs> taking him under his wing. It's they're really cool guys, and it's and it, but I was lucky that I got all I got all your bosses who had hired all the guys on DIY that I was that I was infatuated with. I was obsessed with that network. I still am. I still am obsessed with DIY. Yeah. To this day, I wa- the other night I watched DIY. I watched uh, uh, Renovation Realities. Is like is I, and and. Uh, uh, I'm, I, Nicole Curtis is is. Uh, there's so much I dig about that chick. She's she's on a she's on a different planet sometimes. Quite honestly, I ca- I called her in Minnesota or not texted her in Minnesota. Her and Matt Minster. I was like, I'm doing a show uh, at the Watch Mall of America. You guys are more than welcome to come down. I'd love to have you down. Be my guests. Minster calls up. And he's like, I'm in production. I go. You know what? Bring the whole crew. I'll comp all the tickets. Everyone comes out. Bring their wives. Fucking that's because I know what it's like to be on the road. And I and he's like, "Are you serious?" I was like, "Of course." So they all came. I mean, their camera department, their audio, oh, everyone dude, that's came. Awesome. Uh, and uh, and then <laughs> Nicole, who by the way, I, I just I like I just I get a text from her and she's like, "Can I bring my kids or my kid?" And I go, "I've seen this show. I think your kid's like eleven or 12. <laughs> I was like. No, and she was like, "Why not?" And I was like, I, "I'm a grown up." I was like, "Wait, does she know it? That, well, I'm a stand up comedian. Like, this is like, this is I'm gr- like I'm talking about like grown up stuff." And Nicole Curtis was like, "Oh, I don't think I realized what this was." <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god, thank God I caught that one in the bud." Because if she had brought her kid, and I was like, 
hey, he's what's the deal with? <laughs> Nicole Curtis would have lost her shit. <laughs> she would have lost her shit. And she would have walked up and kicked your ass oh, on stage. Fuck yeah. She oh. would have lost her shit like a like one of her fucking hired hands that brought down the wrong wood. I, <laughs> I fucking I love her show though. Her show is great. It's uh it's uh Rehab Addict. Rehab Addict. It she, is she is so I got to do that show uh, I got to do a show called uh Flipping the Block. I saw that. Yeah, and she and Brahmi and she was a judge on that. Yeah. So I got to know her very well. And you know, I, I, her show is completely different from... I, I've tried to wrap my, my head around what, what is so great about her. I love her. Nick and I are friends. She just, she, we were just texting the other day. We're, yeah. we're, she's just good people. Yeah. But I was trying to figure out, you know, because I'm a very competitive person. So I'm like... How, what's the show? This show is crushing right now. Why is the show crushing? She's Not, got LeBron James on. She's got no. She, yeah, that LeBron is LeBron James is on an episode. Yeah, yeah. Like the the love is one thing. It's obvious. She's she's gorgeous. She's she's. It doesn't earnest. hurt that she's. It doesn't hurt that she's gorgeous. Of course. However, she can't change that. No. Like there's no. I mean, like don't don't put that uh, as a as a pro or a con. Right. She is gorgeous. I'll tell you. You tell. I'll tell you first what I see in the show. Okay. Um, she first of all, she knows her shit. She knows her shit, and she busts her ass. I mean, my wife is critical. My wife used to be a contractor. Uh, uh, uh what's it called? Foreman for a, a big contractor in Beverly Hills. Okay. And my wife is, and my wife's a woman, and she doesn't like chicks hotter than her. And so, <laughs> and my wife watched the show, and my wife's like, that chick knows her shit. She knows what she's doing, and she's passionate, and she's got an angle that she's like, I want to bring it back to life. I want to, and everyone loves that that theme of of taking something and and breathing fresh life into it. And you see these places, and I. I look at it like it's something I can do because I got like an old kitchen that looks kind of beat up. But maybe if I cleaned, put some fucking elbow grease and cleaned the handles to the fucking cabinets that have been painted over 19 times. Right. Or maybe if I pulled up the five things of linoleum, yeah. I'd find cool wood floors. Yeah. It's, and I think that it's like almost like a like finding treasure in the middle of in the middle of a, a trash heap. Yeah. And I, I, I think so. But she really is. She, I, I get. I know production. I can sniff out bullshit. Yeah. She's not, she's really doing it. She really is fucking passionate. She really does fucking love it. And and I think that reaps through. Now you tell me what you think it is. Well, I, I, I'll tell you that that passion is one of the things. The other thing, okay, like when you talk about talk about esoteric. When we, when I break down TV shows now, yeah, it's like you figure out why what works and why something doesn't work. Right. And, then, and now I'm and after this, I'm going to tell you why your show works. Okay, great. I would love to hear that. Um, so I'm trying to break hers down. She's great looking and she's honest. She's open. She's there's there's no there's nothing. She's just all open for everyone. Hard on yeah. the sleeve. She's got a great idea because it's bringing old houses back to life. So that's a good premise. Not every show can do that, but hers can, right? Yeah. So there's that. She's, she's down to earth. She's, she's middle America. She's pleasant. She's also a tough chick. You got to love her because I was watching the show, and the moment I was watching the show trying to figure out what is so amazing about this show and why I can't stop watching it, she was washing a tub. Yeah. It was a it was an old cast iron tub, and it was just beat to shit. And she has got she's got this little formula for soap, whatever it was. It was like half a teaspoon of vinegar and some 
rocks or yeah. whatever it was, some homemade remedy. And she's got a sponge and she's got some soap and she's washing this, this, this tub. And I'm going, I'm fucking watching her clean a bathtub <laughs> for like nine seconds. Do you know how long that is on TV? Nine seconds. And I'm sitting there and I'm going, I can't, t- I'm not checking my phone. I'm not looking at the time. I'm watching her clean a tub. I watched her clean a mirror the other day. Exactly. And I, I watched t- her clean a fucking mirror. Exactly. And she just does it and we're watching it. And it's, I don't, it's, it is everything that I was told. I mean, I've been in TV for a long time. Everything I was told yeah. not to do. We cut away from that. We show you, put the sponge to the tub. I'm jumping off fucking cliffs and getting fucking a half of her rating. I am throwing a couch through a stained glass window and I'm begging for her likes. She's cleaning. Up. Next fucking next trip flip, we're in, we're in Vietnam cleaning tubs. It is. I texted her at that moment. I said, I am watching you. Scrub a bathtub. I cannot believe she breaks all the rules, and it's it's it's, it's just something different. Well, it's one of those things. I think that if, uh, and I think it probably is that she does what she wants to do. Yeah, and and it doesn't it doesn't seem like and 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 enough about Nicole Curtis. Everyone watch your show, Rehab Addict. It is a, it is a you probably have seen it. It's a fantastic show. It's on DIY. Yeah. DIY DIY. I, there was a period of time where all I could do was think of pitches for DIY. I can't think of one goddamn pitch for Travel Channel. <laughs> but I had, I mean, I pulled aside, uh, I think it was Kathleen. Yeah. I pulled aside Kathleen and told her all my horrific pitches. Oh, my like, God. Oh, yeah. You know, I, you know, I sinc- in- sincerely pitched a show called Moat Crashers. <laughs> Have I told you this? But every, every, every man's house is his castle. Every castle needs a moat. Moat Crashers. <laughs> And you just walk in just like you do, and you go, hey, you guys working on a moat this weekend? No. Would you like one? How about a moat? Would you like a moat? Where, what store do you find those people at? You just don't. You just don't. And all you go, you just convince someone to go, listen, man, here's the deal. Let me just put a badass moat around your house. It'll be fucking amazing. I'll increase your square footage because I'll be digging up earth and replacing it somewhere. It's going to be amazing. And then you, and then you, then here's my honest pitch. I really think this is a good idea. You put a fucking moat around someone's house. By the Wait, security top notch. No one's breaking into your house with a fucking moat. Then you moat out that bitch, and you literally just little canals around the house, and then one little island is his man cave. And you have Jason and 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 Goose come in, and then you have one little island is is uh, is oh. going yard. And, oh and, my god! But I, she was like, I, "That sounds like a horrible idea." And I was like, I was like. That was, by the way, drunk at an upfront, and I was like, "Yeah, I was like, I think it would be." I pitched her. uh, You ready for this idea? Yeah. Bathrooms, bathrooms, bathrooms. Okay. We go into your house. We turn every room into a bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) He was like, "Guys, every room has a bathroom in here," and they're like, "We're showing you next levels of bathrooms. We are profiling bathrooms." Does your closet have a bathroom? Oh yeah, everything's got a fucking bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) And you can do spin-offs, kitchens, kitchens, kitchens. Bedrooms, bedrooms, bedrooms. <laughs> I paid taxes for this shit. Yeah. 
Are you ready for the one? I, by the way, I'm going to say this. Ugh. I know Kathleen does not. I know, I, I know someone will know Kathleen that's listening to this. And I'm going to say this, and I'm telling you the way I remember it, but I don't know if this is true. But I was like, what about a show called Blind Design, where you get a blind guy <laughs> to design a house? And I think someone stopped me and goes, we have a show in development already. Like that. No way. Well, I think I, I, someone definitely said that, and I was like, are you fucking serious? And they're like, yeah, there's a designer who lost their sight, and they, they, they're still designing. And which is possibly... 100% accurate. I'm yeah. sure that's out there. Yeah. But sure. uh but but I'll tell you why your why your show works. Uh and I and I've said this. I've actually said this to Dale and to Ross and to a lot of people that travel. Um you you don't I'm going to I'm going to exp- I hope everyone's enjoying this as much as I am, but I'm going to break down television for everyone in a in a nutshell. You can shoot TV one of two ways. You can uh, very easily do setups where you're like, all right, guys, here's a, a director comes in and goes, here's how it's going to work. Josh, I want you to walk in the living room. You're going to meet the, tr- the homeowners are going to be right by the wall. I want you to walk in. I want you to tell them, guys, you got a lot of work to do tonight. These cabinets need to be sanded, uh, primed and painted. I'm going to leave that to you. Here's your sander. Here's your primer. Here's how you do it. And then I want you to walk out and say, I'll see you guys in the morning. You can do it that way. You can totally do it that way. And a lot of times it's easier to do it that way than to do it the way you do it, which is you don't feel like that's the setup at all. You feel I, what I like about you is I have a feeling no one's told you to do that. You simply do it. And, and, and it's real and it's in the moment and it's called on the fly. And that's why you don't get two people talking to you that are mouthing your words as you say them like it is it's the truth and uh, the majority of your show and i know there has to be certain setups in every show look when i meet the travelers on my show for the first time they've been positioned one place i've been positioned another that is a forced setup it it has to be that way because you can't just have us meet in the lobby at the hotel where we actually might have met at one point. We try to hide that. We try to never let each other see us. But there are forced parts of this TV show where you got to do it. You got to do it in an original way. But your show does never feels like that. You always like when you guys do demo, I feel like they're catching parts of your personality and plug them into the show instead of you saying things that are catchphrases or or buzz clips or things that you will go you think will go into the promo and there's a lot of hosts that do that a lot of the hosts like Nicole Curtis is the is what I'm saying is the positive of of you you guys are doing what you do and they're catching that and putting it in the show and and it's so important and there's very few people who can do that there are very few people who can do that watch tv and now that i've told you this you'll see it all over the fucking place yeah i watch it i watch it on on our 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 stuff yeah i mean network stuff you just automatically you know you just yeah. know but thank you no it's 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 and, and i never feel like and there are certain there is certain verbiage you've got to get out but like when you're like when you're when you're cutting a, a fucking road, like when you're cutting wood with someone, or show them how to cut wood, it it doesn't feel like you're hosting it. it feels like you're talking to that person, and we're watching you talk to that person. And it's the littlest thing is so important. And some guys don't have it. Some some women don't have it. Some people don't have it. Some people can't help but host, and and their hands are positioned a certain way. And they, their body language is, is open to the camera properly. I want to see a host with a little bit of a shoulder to the camera. I want to see a host that blocks a little bit of the of the homeowner. The, we call them travelers. Yeah. Although we call them homeowners for the first fucking year. Because <laughs> everyone on my crew is fucking from your show. 
So where are we going to position the homeowners? And I was like, you mean the people that? How about in their home? Yeah, that's yeah. not these people. But uh, but it's the thing I like about your show, and there's a very none of your none of your talking is canned. It's so hard to do. It's so hard to do well. I don't do it well. I definitely do it. None of my verbiage is canned, but I just no. I disagree. Well, I, look, I've I've watched probably almost every trip flip. You think? Yeah. Uh, do I think? I've I've, I've sat. How I've many sat have you through. done? How many have you done? I don't know. I don't know. What season do you want? Four. Okay, so I've so three are on air. Yeah. So I've probably seen two and a half. Seasons. Okay. This was what I was going to say. We do a lot of parallel. We have a lot of parallels. We have a lot of parallels, and I don't know why we're not co-hosting a show. I have because, no idea why we're not. Because we have, a, we have a lot of parallels, and we're very similar men, and we actually have a lot of the same friends we in do. this city. And we're both dads, and we're both have our, our, our homes here. We're, we're, very, we're living ghost-like lives. Like the other day, you said, hey, are you checking out this school for your kid? And I went... Wait, 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 this is a great text because I wrote, uh, this is, by the way, what makes, what, what is, the, well, I was like, we got a fucking podcast tomorrow, is I wrote, uh, you wrote, you wrote, oh, that's from Jen Kirkman, which I, sh- this is noob, um, you wrote, are you uh, blanking uh, the middle school right now? And I said, yeah, I was. You? And you're like, no, just random guess. <laughs> Why to- are you at a middle school yeah. at 8 o'clock at night? <laughs> just random guess. I was just wondering, are you at a middle school? Uh, and so I was like, we had a podcast. The uh, the um, But yeah, we're, we're living very similar lives. I don't, I, don't know if, I don't know if people want to see a show where it's just two of the exact same hosts. <laughs> Maybe we do a show with twins. We should do what we should do. Well, look, I mean, everything's going towards that, right? Yeah. I mean, everyone's got a co-host now. Cousins, I mean, there's cousins, there's brothers, there's husbands and wives. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's all of it. So maybe we need to team up. But we could do one where one of us is drunk the whole time and the other one's sober. And you just... Uh, I know which one I want to be. You, you can't always or else it's not good TV. Oh, yeah. It's called... What if it's called... Uh, what if it's called dead weight? And one yes. of us has to do the host and the other one tries to detract from the host. Yes. And you're like... Guys, and maybe we're chained together on like one leg or something. That would be a fun show. That would be or miserable. I guarantee you. I guarantee you. Ross and Dale are listening to this, going, mm, "I like what we're hearing here." But everything, I, yeah. everything's been pitched. Everything. I have an amazing pitch. I'm yeah. not going to tell you. It's amazing. Oh, see, that's me. I just tell all my pitches on the air. I know, and then hope that someone makes it and then brings it to me. Because I'm, I'm so I, I pitched the most horrific. I pitched an uh, idea to Spike. They were like, "Hey, we want we're looking for something really out of the box." I was like, "I got a show for you." Yeah, and they're like, "What is it?" And I go, "Can I kidnap your child?" <laughs> and they're like, "What?" And I was like. I try to kidnap your child. Like it's a game, so like I'm not gonna hurt them. I right. if I kidnap them, I take them to the grandparents and send the, them and the grandparents to Disney for the week. Yeah, but that's when the game show starts. Is you got to try to negotiate the safe release of your child. I already actually like it. Here's why. Yeah, you can show the fail proof. You know, some a, a nanny in Los Feliz, Los Feliz Park. Yeah, nanny with a kid. Guy comes up, tries to take the kid. Nanny gets involved. Ten o'clock in the morning. Are you fucking kidding me? Just just happened. Be, he beat the crap out of her. But but she stopped him from doing it. But the Ugh. but the kidnapping the kid thing it was it would be like do you have sale do you have safe words for your kid your girls? Uh, yeah. You do you? Hear, yeah. I don't want to hear them. There, no 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 no. We uh, there was an AJ, a kidnapping uh, attempted kidnapping at a school adjacent to ours, and so the, the principal was like. By the way, if you've heard this story, you're waiting for it. So uh, 
the, you're laughing. The uh, <clears throat> the t- principal was like told the cl- school when you go home, you and your parents need to come up with a safe word so that no stranger can take you away from here. So I, we get the girls and Georgia is like, Dad, you just freaked out. Georgia's like me, panic attack, and Isla's on it. Isla's like, Dad, we need a safe word, and I was like, All right, how about Agnes? And she was like, This are you serious? And I go, why? She goes, that's our street, dad. We can't, I don't want to, I'm not going to, we can't use our street as our safe word. Someone's going to guess that. I go, Isla, if someone's guessing at our safe word, don't get in their fucking car. She goes, no, dad, it's got to be better. I go, what about Priscilla? She goes, our dog? You talk about the dog on the podcast. I go, well, what do you think it should be? She goes, I've been thinking about it all day. Oh, awesome. I go, what is it? She goes, how about motherfucker? I go, are you why? And she goes, no one's going to say motherfucker to a kid, dad. And I was like, motherfucker, it is motherfucker. Holy shit. So yeah, I've, t- I've actually told that on stage. She's the, it's the funniest, <laughs> it's the funniest moment I've ever had. This kid is so, tuberculosis. Oh this kid God. is so fucking bizarre. And so, uh, that's, that's our the set. best thing I've ever and heard. And so we had to change it. It's the, it's the best thing I've ever heard in my life. We had, we had, well, we had to change it because it was so funny. I had to tell it on stage. Did you tell the grandparents? Uh, what were you so proud? Did you tell your grandparents? Oh, well, my parents I, fucking loved it. They oh my thought God. it was genius. <sighs> that hurt. That the best hurt. is when Stephen Frompkin had to pick her up at school. I was like, "Hey, our safe words, motherfucker!" <laughs> and he's like, "I'm not saying that to her." I go, "She's not getting in your car. She's been waiting for this. This is why she practices. Is for the fucking game day." And she goes, and he just pulls up. He's like, "I like. I need to. You need. I'm taking you home. You're coming home with us." She's like, "What's our safe word?" <laughs> She's like, he's like, Isla, I'm not saying. She goes, I'm not getting in your car. She's like, he's like, Isla, I know the safe word. It's a bad word. She goes, and say it. And he looks at her and like, with like mouths like, motherfucker. And she looks at him and goes, I can't hear you. <laughs> no. This kid is, no, not true. this kid is insane. Oh my God, this is the best story She ever. wanted to be Jesus Christ for Halloween. Uh, this Halloween, today's Halloween. But she doesn't know who Jesus Christ is. We don't go to church. Uh-huh. So she's just sitting in the back of the king and go, I think I want to be that goddess boy. I go, who? She goes, the goddess boy with the long hair and the beard. I want to be him. I'm like, who the fuck are you talking about? She goes, the guy you wear around your neck. Who's that guy? I go, Jesus? She goes, yeah, yeah, the goddess boy. I go, oh, fuck. This kid is bizarre as... You gotta... I gotta meet this girl. Oh, she is... She's 10? No, she's 8. I got a 10-year-old. And the 10-year-old is... uh, is me. She's me. I mean, she's very me. Eight's pretty you. Too. No, 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 no. That, that, I, I'm. Are you? Joking? I'm bizarre. Eight is me. If my dad hadn't kind of shamed me out of that. Okay. Like uh, eight. Eight is me. My wife and I both have weird. Like I got kind of shamed out of being who I was. Not not bad, but like my dad's like, like uh, buddy, you can't wear speedos to the mall. And I was like, what? <laughs> speedos, cowboy boots, and a fucking holstered gun behind your back with a helmet. Can't wear that. And I was like, I was like ten years old, yeah. and I was like, why not? And he's like, no one dresses like that. Wear a pair of khakis. So my dad shamed that personality out of me. My wife had a, a rough upbringing as a kid, and so she, um, she never had the opportunity to grow. And Isla is the opposite of both of that. She's been f- like, kids of fuck. How old are your kids? Ten and two. Do you have a two-year-old? Yeah. Oh fuck. Fuck. I'm in diapers. I just got out of diapers. Oh. He just he, he two days ago. Two boys. No, a 10-year-old girl, 2-year-old boy, um, Ruby and Julian. Dude, we got to get our kids together. I know, I know. My son, two days ago, walked in. We just were potty training him. He walked into the bathroom and said, Daddy, you all finished. And I said, yeah, I'm almost there. And he grabbed the toy. He tried to wipe my butt. (laughs) He tried to return the favor. Shove it in there and you're like, hey, hey, hey. (laughs) 
He's he like, oh, your hand can get a little in those corners. I can't get in. <laughs> I was like, hey, let's get a wet one. <laughs> he's, knock it out. he's, yeah. So I'm in diaper. I got, so I'm going through the whole thing. You talk closer to the mic just in case uh, uh, people fucking. Apparently, a bunch of audio engineers listen to this fucking podcast. (laughs) Bert, well, I forget that this is happening every five seconds. I I get, I get very. uh, Yeah, there was a moment. Yes, I did a podcast yesterday with uh, Mikey Rowe, who had a show called Feed the Beast on Travel Channel, Uh and there was a moment where his brother was like talking like this and i was like and it was such a great interesting story about going to this spook house where they they did a movie about spook houses like you know the ones that they scare you yeah but it, the movie's about these underground spook houses where they think they make you think you're gonna die oh wow and and uh and they're very real and they went to some of them and they were telling stories about like they told a story about getting bags over their head and a shotgun put their back and then i mean it's like no i was like no fucking thank you no thank you so wait, tell me. So walk me through. How did everything start for you? Like, like how did how did you get into the business? Where did you grow up? Okay, so um, raised, born in Oaktown, born in Oakland. Really? Yeah. But my parents moved right away. That's why I'm a Raider fan. I'm a diehard Raider fan. Really? Yeah. It's just it just. God damn it! I did not see you coming from Oakland. And I, I, well, I I was two I was two months old or two years old or something. Yeah. Whatever I was, I was two months old. And we moved to the Central Valley, a, a, a town called Merced, California. And it's just agriculture. It's right in the middle of the San Joaquin Valley is, is responsible for 25% of all the food in the country. There's just one valley in, in the middle of California. Really? So, yeah. I'm very proud of, of that. Um, but I, I was, it was like Footloose. You know? I mean, like there were the, the, one of the biggest organizations in our high school, which was 4,000 kids, was the Future Farmers of America. And they had these purple corduroy jackets on. And they were, they were we called them Aggies. They were, they, were, they were real farmers and ranchers and cowboys. And, oh, uh, and it was like Footloose. They, 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 they just hated me. They hated me. I would wear a, you know, a pink Izod with a popped collar. And I would just get, you know, just, oh, it was brutal. <laughs> so I came from there. So, you know, just salt of the earth people. These are, you know... 80% of my graduating class is, is still there or, or, or around there. You know, they jump back onto their, their family's farms. or In a weird way, being a contractor, they're like, oh, he's artsy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Apparently exactly. he wants to work with his hands yeah. on wood. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, exactly. And I, and I, had, n- and I had no my – dad, my dad's a lawyer. My mom's a school teacher. Yeah. I, I, That's me. Really? Yeah, my dad's a lawyer. My mom's a school teacher. Okay. That's so fucking crazy. Dude, seriously, we're brothers. This How old is are ridiculous. You? I'm 43. I turned 42 to, in like two days. I'm 42. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I like the contracting thing wasn't even a... I mean, I built forts. That's all I did. My, yeah. my brother. My brother and my sister and I are all... My sister's less than two years older. My brother's less than two years younger. And we're just thick as thieves. Um, so, uh, you know... Went went to college, Santa Barbara, UCSB. So Halloween's a little different for me. <laughs> I don't know if you know Halloween in Santa Barbara, but it's no. epic, or no. it was epic. What is it? Uh, it's it is it is the biggest party. I mean, you went to school across the country, but if you went to school in California, if you went to college in California, you would go to Santa Barbara at Halloween. Really, there would be an influx of maybe fifty thousand people would come, and Isla Vista is. 
the town that all the students live in, it's adjacent to the campus. And it's just a slum slumlord. It's just a shithole. Really? <clears throat> but Del Playa is the last, last um, street, and they all run like this to the campra, campus. And Del Playa is on a bluff with the most amazing views. It's on the ocean. Yeah. About 30 feet up on a bluff. And down is the beach to the ocean. And the sun sets there, and it's just amazing. So it's a shithole with these gross apartments, and six guys live in two rooms. Yeah. And you pay, well, back then you were paying like $600 a bed. Holy shit. Yeah. But you had that. And then there would be, the parties were all um, in Isla Vista, were the first, usually the first three streets, first three blocks. So it was like nine perimeter, perimeter, nine, yeah. nine block perimeter. And Halloween was their, their jam. And it was just amazing. Every house had something going on. Parties. The streets were filled. And back then, back when I was in school, they, you could carry around open containers. Oh. So there were kegs in every front yard. And there were kegs on skateboards. And, there were, and it was just... And everyone dressed up. And I remember I was 18 years old. And I'm going from... I'm on campus in the dorms. And me and our, my buddies, and this is October, so we're, we're a month into college. Remember what a month into college was like? Uh, yeah. Bought a pair of Birkenstocks, got a fish album. I was like, I'm yeah. a hippie, everybody. Yeah. Growing my hair out. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, fucking, but, but, then, and then but I joined were the fraternity. You, but you were exhilarated and scared. Oh, dude. I was exhilarated, and I got, my, I got a bank card, and my dad said, buddy, every week there's going to be $20 in it. <laughs> and I was like, I was like... And I tore through that first twenty dollars. I put like a bag of weed, and I was like, "Ah, shit!" <laughs> I was like, "I'm gonna need more, Dad." I, apparently, twenty bucks only buys an eighth. <laughs> so I, I remember the first we were walking onto Isla Vista, crossing the road that splits campus from Isla Vista. Yeah, eighteen year old kids. I'm dressed like a fucking pirate, idiot costume, and there's a girl, and a, and she's smoking hot, and she's got a kissing booth around her suspended and i'm i'm going there is no way that this woman's doing this she's probably going home to change because this ended up being a bad idea yeah but i'm me so i walk up i was like seriously free kisses and she grabs me and she gives me a huge tongue included kiss that nearly knocked me over gorgeous girl gorgeous girl and then just kind of giggles and walks off and I was like, I, I love college. Oh, I, I love love college. That was back when kissing a girl that was two years older than you oh. was totally different. It was amazing. I remember I kissed a girl that was like twenty when I was sixteen, and I literally thought I was going to lose my shit. Yeah. I was like, guys, I'm dating older chicks. There, there's just something new. I just someone opened a curtain oh. and I've seen something. She yeah. touched a part of my body that I didn't <laughs> even know. Did you know that small of your back is a powerful place? God damn it. That's awesome. Yeah. So then you went, you go to college there. Did you play sports growing up? I did. I did. I played, well, I was, I played sports, period, but I played golf and soccer were my two. And in fact, I was going to be a teacher when I was in college. That was my idea. So I got a certification. There was a coaching certification at school and it was for golf and soccer. So I, I coached the high school in Santa Barbara. I coached the high school freshman soccer team. And then I coached the beginning the the in, at at the university the beginning golf, okay, which is an amazing place to meet women. 
I mean, I, I'm Jesus. a student and I'm teaching girls how to begin in golf. Oh, so it's it's uh, the it's it's everyone's fucking dream. It was the smartest thing I backed into. That and being a tennis pro. Yeah. Those are the two. Yeah. Oh, it's genius. All right, guys, if you're listening to this and you're 16 years old, focus on golf, get yeah. your certificate, and teach golf in golf. college. Golf. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and back then, it wasn't cool. I mean, it, cool, g- golf in high school, we were like, yeah, whatever. That's not even a sport. That's yeah. like, go with the band. Yeah. Go over with the band. So, um, yeah. And uh, anyway, I just went way too far back. No, 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 no. I know. I like this. I like this you're, you, no, you because can, you're you talking. Can, you can I, edit. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm the, only, the only thing I'm uh, editing is that one thing where I told a show that I think Dale has in production. <laughs> That's probably where you got the idea. <laughs> I was like, "Where should we show up?" So I got to be honest. I'm still I'm I'm exhausted from the motherfucker story. It's yeah. my favorite. I can't wait to tell that story. And that's why Nicole Curtis shouldn't bring her kids to my shows. Exactly. Um, the uh, the but so so then how did so then so like how did you get to where how did you get on TV? Okay, so all right, I'll, I'll try and keep this a little quicker. I got out of college, and I wanted to live in San Francisco. It was the biggest town closest to me growing up. It was two hours from home. Um, I knew I had to get out of my, my town. You know, I came home from school, and I was like, okay, I got to get out of here. So I, I got a job um, at an insurance company in San Francisco, down in the financial district. And, it was, and I show up, and, I'm, and I'm, I've got you know, bills to pay. I got student loans. I got... Um, all this stuff to do. And I'm living with my aunt. She's living down a little bit out of the way. And I, and I was like, I'm moving into my own apartment. I'm getting my own job. This is happening. I go, um, I go to my first day. It's on 30th floor of some huge building down in financial district in San Francisco. And I walk in with this stupid tie on and this stupid jacket. And I walk in and there's the fluorescent lights and there's the cubicles with the, the, carpeted walls or the fabric oh, walls shit. this high you know yeah. and there's the there's a fu- there's the fucking copy machine just like every tv show there's the copy machine and the fax machine and there's like water cool there's the fucking water cooler and i'm like it looks like i'm like this is like holy shit this is real people really do this and by the way this is probably around the time i'm gathering that like movies like office space have been out and like and like the whole like you gotta remember if to those listening that josh and i are in, in the in the gen x generation which was a generation that did not want to be in the veal fattening pens which were the cubicles yeah and and that was like ingrained into our psyche douglas Couplin wrote a great book called gen x that i read and it was all about like it was all about like don't get caught up in corporate America. Do what you want to do. It was instilled in our generation probably first. It's now blown and exploded. But we were the first group of kids that were like, I don't have to be. I don't have to go to law school. I don't have to go be a doctor. I don't have to be a lawyer. I don't have to be a banker. I can do something different. I can maybe get in a band. No, but and and, and I didn't understand until you said that. I didn't realize that for for some people. Seeing that is warm. At least it's stability. But for guys like me and you who have done something very different our entire lives, I, as you were saying that, I started getting anxiety. And I was like, I can't imagine the – I'd probably enjoy that job. I'd probably enjoy it if I knew I couldn't get fired. But I'd be fired very quickly because I'd be fucking around nonstop. Yeah. Um, but it, I can't imagine what it would be like to go into one of those jobs. I've never had one where you go – 
oh shit, it's this. Yeah. Every morning. Yeah. And I and and as I'm walking around, I still see it. And it, there's it's 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 hues of gray and brown and blue, like the whole thing, the carpet, the 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 paneling, the the the, the ceiling, the everything. And it's just. And I'm just, and it's just, just I'm start, I'm, I'm I kind of want to throw up. And this guy's walking me around it, and he's saying, and I, and I, and it's also coming from a guy you got to remember who, at the time, may not may not have known where his where his his future was going to be taking him. But now you're a guy who's based on your eye and design and structure and stuff like that inspires you. Now you're going into a place totally uninspiring, yeah, completely uninspiring, not knowing innocuous, that, sanitized. Yeah, it's like Superman in kindergarten, someone throwing him a thing of kryptonite. He's like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> oh shit! And I mean, I, I know I can't fly yet, but I'm feeling weird as fuck. Yeah, like exactly. yeah. Exactly. So I am. I am just. I say to the guy, he goes, "All right, let's go over to HR and let's get some paperwork signed." And I said, "You know what? I can't. I can't do this. I can't." And I, I, I it was coming out of my mouth before I even knew. Because at this point, like I said, you know, I was raised where you have to be respectful. You're usually seen, not heard, necessarily, yeah. or not. You know, you have to say the right things. But I'm just going. I can't. I can't do this. <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to work here. I'm not. I, I, you can't make me work here. Like I fuck shit, dick cocksucker. Is that getting me fired yet? <laughs> exactly. I'm urinating on your shoe right now. Look down. Look down. I'm peeing on you. So the guy looked at me, just just completely shocked, and he goes, "Shit, thank you. Yeah. You know, thank you. You uh, you just saved me six weeks of training." And I was like, "Okay, bye." <laughs> and I and I just run out and I go down to the elevator and I go to the payphone because there's no cell phone set. God damn it. You know, you know, in the future, a child's going to hear this podcast. Yeah. One of us will have died famously <laughs> and and go, a payphone. Let me Google what that is. Yeah, and then ho- press the ear and go, Google, what's yeah. a payphone? <laughs> exactly. And then in their brain, they'll hear, payphone is. Yeah. That's fucking insane. They're going to have the visual in their eyeball. Yeah. So I call my aunt and I was like, I just quit the only job I have. I just quit it. I can't do it. I'm downtown San Francisco. She says... Her husband's family, so I'm not really necessarily connected to them, but yeah. related to them, but related through marriage, owns a heating and air conditioning company three blocks from where I was. So I get in my car and I drive over there. And I, I, I knew this family, kind of, but didn't really know. Yeah. I show up. I'm in, I'm in my stupid, dumb suit. And I walk in and I go, hi, guys. Um... I need a job for about six weeks and I quit eight years later as the vice president and general manager of the, of the shop. Are you serious? Yeah. That's interesting. It's interesting that there are some people who, and I, I, I'd say I'm probably like this. I couldn't work with phony people. Yeah. I couldn't work with people that aren't. And I think that's why I enjoy the arts is that you don't deal with a lot of Bullshit. I don't know. Maybe that's why I didn't find my way into fucking feature films. Because that that whole genre is a tad bit phony and and bullshit. Because no one's really making anything. Right. But everyone's kind of. Yeah. In television, I remember asking this guy, going, why do you work in television? David Tochterman. He was like, what do you, what do you mean? I said, why did you pick television and not movies? He goes, because I, I like to see things get made. He's like, I like to do things. And I was like, well, yeah, but movies get made. And he goes, no, the movies take forever. He's like, I don't want to do that. I want to make real shit. I want to. I want to see it get made, and and I think that's why. Like, if I w- had to work in the on in business, I don't think I'd be able to be a like a 
a lawyer, even though my dad's a lawyer. Yeah. I don't know if I could be a lawyer or, or uh, one of those people. I'd need to work with guys that I could go into work and someone sitting on a pallet and we could and I could be honest with and fuck around with and be real with. And then he could be real back to me. I think I need that interaction. I think in a, in a weird way, we're kind of the blue collar um, workers of television. You know, like we're the we're absolutely. I mean, and I'm literally, I guess, because of the you, you literally but, are. But I, I totally agree with you. I mean, and I've done a lot of reality or oh, oh, reality TV in a way, hosted reality, hosted hosted reality, and it is blue collar. And you know what? I, I've had the same thing. I said, you know, I tried to be an actor because the this, you know, I tried to be an actor, and I was like, I'm going to be in TV because TV's work, and I can work. That's what yeah. I can do. I, I don't know if I can transform my persona into, you know, you know, Daniel Day-Lewis vibe, who is amazing. At yeah. That, he's worth it. He's worth watching. I, I don't know if I can do that. What I can do is I can work. I can show up. I can do long hours. And I can make, hopefully make people laugh or at he, least feel good. That is, that is the only reason I'm working today. And if, and, and if you're a young comic listening to this, I, this, the only reason I'm working today is I can work. I can make people laugh. I definitely, I can make people laugh probably first. That's my strongest suit I have is I can make people laugh. Yeah. I can also offend people sometimes, but I can make people laugh. Um, and I'm really fun to be around. Yeah. And I show up like I don't, I don't, I don't make people wait and I'm fun to be around. Being fun to be around is so, you have no idea. You'll work forever if you're fun to be around. If you're fun to be around, people want to be around you. Like everyone you work with younger will work their way up. And then once they get to the top, they're going to want to be with people they know can get the job done and that aren't going to be a pain in the fucking ass. That's why pains in the asses get let go. Yeah. And there are famous stories about that at both our networks, yep. that, that, that at all networks, at all networks where difficult people find their way out of the business. I remember, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to tell this story, but I remember being... I remember I, I, I'm not going to tell the story because it's going to make it's going to make someone look bad, but it's not. It's about it's about a, v- a very powerful man one time told me that um, uh, that that he was very lucky to have a job. And I was like, it's interesting. This guy runs everything. This guy is the most powerful guy I know. And he was like and he said, you know, I'm really, really lucky to have a job. You know, when I sit back and I look at my job, I you know. I think what I'm technically doing, anyone could do. They couldn't have got to where I am, but now that I'm here, a lot of people could do this. Are you talking about you now or the guy? This guy. This, this guy. guy was saying this about himself. Got it. Okay. We were in a taxi cab. Okay. And he was like, a lot of people could do this job now that I'm here. I don't know if they could have gotten to where I am. I, the, the path has been kind of kind of difficult, but now that I'm here, I know a lot of people can do my job, and I know that a lot of people under, underneath me know that they could probably do my job, but I'm very grateful to be here, and I'm always going to show that I'm grateful to be here because I know what where I stand, and he's like, you need to realize that about yourself. It, you couldn't, not a lot of people could get to where you got, but now that you're there, you need to realize there's a lot of people that could do your job, and I went, and, and I, I sat there for a split second and thought, well, my job is... And then I was like, not that difficult to do. <laughs> a fucking monkey could do my job. Technically, technically, an actual monkey could do my job. And it might be a better show. And I remember 
hearing that. Less edits. I remember hearing that and going, huh. And he, and then he got out of the taxi and he was like, have a great night. And I was like, motherfucker. <laughs> Thanks for nothing. Uh, and I was like, I was like, you know what? I'm going to live like that. I'm very grateful to be here. I'm never going to shit on it. I'm never going to try to fuck it up. I'm going to always have a good time. Anytime, anytime anyone that I ever work for wants something out of me, they're getting it 100%. Yeah. And that's the way, and that's the way I think everyone that has a job should behave. Yeah. Unless you know you got a better job and you don't feel you're being treated right, then do whatever you got to do. But if you like your job, you fucking do it in spades. And, 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 and if you need, like you said, when you were talking out to the young comics, it goes, it goes with anyone that wants to be a host. Now everyone wants to be a host. Everyone wants our job. Yeah. Bert, everyone wants our job. They'll cut us. They'll cut us in a second if they knew they could get our job. Yeah. Because it is. It's a fun We both have very fun very jobs. Very fun jobs. But what you said to young comics, and I'll say to young hosts, it's not just being fun around. You need to work your ass off. Yeah. Especially starting. We, we can say, yeah, we could be replaced right now, but because no one's lived through what we went through to get these jobs. Right. I yes. Mean, I mean, I... I you just went off five weeks. I, I shoot 35 episodes of TV a year. That's a fucking beast. I, until this year, beast. I was on the road for 200 days out of the year. 35 episodes. How long does it take you to shoot an episode? Like five days? It's about, it depends. It's usually, it's about five days. It depends on where you travel. You know, it, it breaks it down. But, it, but our house crash is an actual three days. We never, we never go over. It's three full days. And do you work with the same construction crew every time? No, it's different. Depends on in in, in L.A. I work with a guy a lot, the same guy, Dave Clark. And then in Sacramento, I work, I've got about four outstanding contractors that we 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 go through, um, four or six. I don't know, but yeah. So you got to work. I mean, like everyone says, I'd love your job. I'd be better at it than you. I'd say, yeah, if you could get there. Oh yeah, there's a lot. Of, I think there's a, and I, I only say comics because I, I think that. Uh, I don't. Uh, it, uh, not. I don't know. Whatever. Like you, you need some sort of talent. You need to be able to. But it's like the the being on the roads the hard part. A lot of people would tap out on that. And and I think I think a lot of people would just be like, oh no, I, I don't do that. Like I, I went from New Zealand to Fiji to Hawaii to Edmonton to Alabama to Utah in five weeks. Oh my not god. seeing my fucking kids. Oh my god. In five weeks without five the kids? Weeks. And five weeks, and, it's, and by the way, it's five weeks of, of, and this is the other thing, you can't be a diva. And when they say, you know, hey, you, we're doing a cave thing, and you're going to be walking, you're going to be crawling on your stomach through technically two feet of water through holes, you, you, you not I'm not look I'll never do something that's not safe but you gotta embrace your gratitude and go this is an opportunity that I'm gonna get once in my fucking life I better charge it as opposed to be like I know a lot of my friends comics would be like fuck that in the cave fuck you fuck all you suck a dick I'm out of here someone call my agent like right. no one calls my fucking agent right. when, when I'm hanging on a cliff when I'm harnessed into a fucking rope that's extended out into a canyon and I gotta jump up off a 490 foot cliff was that what where was that? I New saw Zealand. It. I did one in Switzerland like that. Switzerland. I saw Switzerland was a fucking beast. Unbelievable. Oh. I got. I got. I, I just watched that. I, I was like queasy. Do you want to? You want to know something crazy? Jump, I get done. I do that jump. This is a jump in Switzerland. This one is. I want to say. I want to say four hundred twenty feet. 
I think the one I did is that the tallest. about right. Yeah, 420 feet. You free fall for 370 feet. And then in between 370 and 420 is when the rope catches you and you swing through the canyon at 10 feet above the ground. It is, it is so intense and it's so scary to watch happen. And, uh, and, and I saw the dude do it and that, and I was like, as soon as I saw him do it, I was like, I can't, I can't hang out with the cast and do it with them. I think that kind of, it kind of, it's really hard to explain, but like, you're not going to see me do a lot of the activities. A lot of these activities, you'll really focus on watching my travelers. The show is about their experience. Right. So you'll focus on them doing it. So me doing it is an afterthought a little bit. It's a little extra footage. So, it's better to have me do the reveal. So a lot of times I'll do the reveal that way. Hey, check out what you're doing. Hey, guys, I promised you adventure. Yeah. You know, get ready to fucking lose your shit. Yeah. You, and then I do it. You and jumped then, off the bridge in, right. in Nevada or Idaho or whatever. Right. And so that's the, 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 the beat. And so I watched the guy do it and I like lose my shit. I'm like, oh, my God. And I was like, all right, I'll do it first. And then that's how we'll reveal it to the travelers. Um, I do it. And it, and. And I'll say, and, I, and it's like the, it's like losing your virginity. I, I've had sex a bunch. I've had some good sex, but like, <laughs> like you, you never forget the first time. And that was my first rope swing, and that was my first three hundred and seventy foot free fall. Like I've free falled. That's the longest I've ever free falled in my life, and it's longer than skydiving, in my opinion. And that free fall blew me away. And you know, you're mic'd, and John Sales, who we both know, who you nicknamed Sally, who I've never called Sally. I just call him Sales. Everyone calls him Sally. Everyone calls Do him they? Sally. Everyone calls him Sally. Oh. He's our sound guy. He's been my sound guy for four years. He is the guy that's been on the show the longest with me. He is the only one that has not been fired. Um, uh, everyone's been fired at one point. He's an amazing back. man with amazing girls. Yes. He, me and him. Isla and his, my Isla and his youngest are identical. They're very similar kids. Oh my god! So um, so uh, or maybe it's that. Maybe it's his oldest. I forget. Yeah. Uh, but um, so I do it. I'm mic'd, and he, you know, when you're mic'd, your sound guy hears everything. Yeah. John Sales is a very cool guy. Is that he will he will listen to the point where he thinks it's unnecessary, and when it's unnecessary, he turns it off so that you are never recorded saying something that is not possibly brand friendly. Right. It's the way he works, but he hears me have a spiritual moment on that swing because it was i mean it was like i I was like me and hybrider had gotten into a fight the night before because i was so fucking freaked out about this swing and i had and i was drunk and i said something to hybrider and she took it the wrong way and 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 then hybrider and i were still fighting and we made up like that on the bullet train to paris the neck that that night but but like i mean i had all this shit going on and i do it and he hears me have this like spiritual moment and 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 i'm i mean i think i said something to the effect of uh Either, either I'm dead and I'm in heaven, or that's the greatest thing I've ever done in my entire fucking life. Oh, that's nice. And I, I come running back up the mountain. You got to run up a mountain past castle, and I get up to the top. And Sales is looking at me. He goes, "Is that is that really it?" And I go, "What?" And he goes, "Is that really the greatest thing you've ever done in your entire life?" And I go, "John, I've go, I've." And he goes, "No, no, no. Answer the question. Is that the greatest thing you've ever done in your entire life?" I go, "Yep." And he goes, "Okay." Takes his sound gear off. Fucking harness me up. And he looks at everyone in the crew and he goes, this man has done everything there is to do. And if this is the greatest thing, I want to see what it feels like. So I got, we're like, I got, God damn, I love John. Fucking John, John, sales. John sales up. 
And by, by the way, I'm, I'm, I'm shortening the story. Everyone jumped. Yeah. All our cast dumped. We right. wrapped. We're done for the day. Yeah. And John Sayles says, is that really it? And I go, yep. And he takes the sound gear off, harnesses up. And he goes, and he does it, and it, and it, I go on round to the outcrop, I videotape him, and he's like, he gets done, and he goes, that's it, I'm done, I don't have to do anything ever, again, that is it, and it was, it really was the greatest thing. And now, I, I'm so fucking jealous right now. Oh, it was, I mean, everyone did it, everyone, except for Highbreder. Now, are you ready for fucking genius? Cage? I've never called her Cage. You don't call. You can. Call, you don't have to. But Cage uh, is a great fucking nickname. Isn't that a great name? Uh, Kristen Highbreder, if you've seen pictures on my Instagram, is the is the blonde haired, uh, attractive chick that I woman that I work with, uh, who's our UPM, and I and me and her hang out. We're really good friends. Uh, although I bust her balls nonstop, and this is going to be a part of me busting her balls. This is so ready? funny because she busted my balls nonstop. She. This is one of my favorite things ever. I want to make sure this is it. Nope, that's Paul jumping. Um, this is one of my favorite things ever. Bear with me, everyone. For, I sound like Barry Katz. Bear with me for a second, Papa. Um, I got to find it. I think this is it. Nope. You're going to love this. This is going to be your favorite thing. Is this going to be my favorite thing or, the, or, or your oh. audience's favorite thing? Nope, that's not that's not high breader. Can I come? Yeah, yeah, of course. Now? Yeah. Am I supposed to come over here? Yeah. Is this high breader? Is this high breader? Did she listen to your podcast? No, no one listened to my fucking. Podcast. It was her birthday the other day. Yeah, yeah, I sang her happy birthday. Okay. Um, I know her is this birthday. It? Is this it? I'm ready when you are. Okay. Okay. This is okay. Hold on one second. So this is my favorite thing. Why are you moving away from me? Because my it, breast smells. Okay, mine okay, does too. So here we go. We this is Hydrator. Okay. Listen to the noise she makes when she jumps off this cliff. Three, two, one. <laughs> I love that shit noise she makes. <laughs> Listen to that. I'm ready when you are. I love this noise. We did, we did, we did, uh, Oh, that is genius. That we did the genius. Corona arch swing out in, uh, in, I think in Moab or in, uh, Utah and I got done and it's like, this is how, this, this is how in a weird way our production works is I got done and, uh, and I, and I mean, it's, I'm fucking amazing. I mean, if anyone just type in Epic Rope Swing, you'll see the jump. It's fucking insane. It's off the, I think, seven largest, largest arch. Yeah. And you it's harnessed into one side of the arch, up under it, and then you're harnessed in and you jump. I've talked about it twice now. I've talked about, I'm going to talk about this for the rest of my life because that is um, the most the most intense thing I've ever done, only because there's no, there's no... Like, it's just, it's rock climbing shit. It's what fucking real adventurers do. Right. And this is Moab? Mo, uh, I think it's a Moab. I think it's, I think it's a Moab. I, I can't remember. And so, um, and so I do it. And as soon as I do it, everyone, it's the same thing. Everyone on the crew is like, is it worth it? And I was like, I go, I don't know. I, I, it's, I'm saying it's top five. 
So one of the, this this might be number one Dude. because it's so intense and you got to rock climb up there yeah. and you've got to get out on an arch by yourself and you've got to fucking harness in to the side of a rock and you're standing on a fucking round rock that isn't necessarily all the thing and you've got to jump that's the biggest thing is you got to have man triggers in your legs where you run and leap off of it because if you don't you, you, you get a little hurt yeah so you got to jump off a rock you can't just like ah, like a bungee jump and so uh Hydebreder's uh, taking stills, like taking pictures, and she's like sitting there, and you can see her feeling it out. She's like, "I, I, I kind of want to do it. Should I do it?" And I go, "Hydebreder, you live once. You never. This is going to be illegal in a year. I promise you. you, <laughs> yeah, you right? You're only going to get one opportunity to do this." I go, "I do it." She's like, "I don't know. I mean, I mean, should I? I just. I go, Hydebreder, if I were you, I'd put on a harness right now. I cl- climb up to the top of that thing, and I do it while we're all still rigged and while we're all ready, and get up there, and we'll get out of here." And she's like, "I don't. Okay, okay." And she throws one on this guy, Sean. Sean, one of our, uh, he was probably an AP when you were doing it. Sean throws one on. Paul Baldwin, you know Paul Baldwin? Yeah. Paul Baldwin throws uh, one on. Wait, Paul Baldwin, the uh, audio guy? No, 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 no. Paul Baldwin, uh, EP, he was an editor, I think, when, he, I think he did, uh, he was one of the editors on, yeah, on yeah, Disaster yeah, yeah. House. That's right. And, uh, or, or post-producers. Right, right. Um, everyone just went up and fucking did it, except for sales. Sales like, nope, I've done the one in Switzerland. I'm good. Sales rappelled down. Um, but yeah, it was fucking Andy McDonald jumped off it. John uh, Mance, everyone jumped. It was fucking insane. Uh, but uh, right now, Travel Channel's like, that is a fucking insurance nightmare. But we've all signed waivers. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, it's. You got those those people. I mean, I love them. I love all of them. Do you, and do you know uh, Crispin? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, oh, that's my monster. Oh, yeah. I, uh, I, I. <laughs> Yeah, I I bully Bill like fucking crazy. Are you not nice to my people? No, I'm very nice to Bill, but Bill and I are very similar. And so like I will I feel comfortable saying things to Bill that I maybe wouldn't say to other people. Like, <laughs> Bill, who picked your clothes today? Like sometimes when he dresses, he dresses like he's doing laundry. I go I go, Bill, we're shooting a TV show, and he's got like umbros on and a fucking and it, like the other day he came out and he had he had like uh I go, have you been making pancakes? <laughs> he goes, why? I said you have flour all over your shirt, and he's like, oh, they had waffles in the uh in the uh in the Hilton Gardens Inn. It's like, yeah, you could yeah. say that to him though, right? He's all yeah, right with that. Yeah, Bill, I, we have a thing that if it gets too bad, he goes, you're getting a little incognitoish with me. <laughs> Incog- so, perfect, but like just my a weird ass thing word. Is whenever I say something inappropriate, and anyone does that face like oh my god Bert uh, Bill now takes his fingers shoots some guns to the sides and is like Hoo-ah. oh yeah oh yeah like he appreciates the over the top when someone doesn't oh I, this is so inside baseball we're talking about a group yeah, of friends sorry. that we have but I think everyone like it's it's the, the beauty of of television production is you get into a like you get this like nuclear family and and we share the same family and that's by the way. There will be nine downloads, and it's going to be all of them, including <laughs> Stacy Blacker, oh, who we wow. both made cry at different times. How do you know I made her cry? Because I made her cry the very first day, also, <laughs> and they were like, "Wow, you and Temple, wow, Stacy." I used to make Stacy cry. I used to make Stacy cry once an episode. But here's the beauty: is that you can make Stacy cry. Stacy's one of my best friends. Uh, if, if you've heard me talk about her, she was the director. Hey, yeah. <laughs> And she was one of the she was a director on Trip Flip for two years. And, I didn't know that. Oh yeah, she was like, oh, me and her are are extremely close. Like we're, 
I mean, still to this day, she's mad at me right now because I stole one of her producers and brought him to Trip Flip. Yeah, and uh, and and she, and <laughs> right now I know what Stacy's thinking if she's listening to this. She's like, "Why don't you tell? Why don't you tell Josh what you told him? Why don't you tell Josh what you told him?" So I I said uh, um, I stole one of her producers and. But I used to be able to make Stacy cry by complimenting her. Stacy's so sensitive that if you give her too much of a compliment, she'll cry. And I used to do that all the fucking time. I'd go to a room. I'd go, yeah, I just want to let you know. I couldn't do this without you. You really are a fantastic producer. And you see her eyes start welling up. Yeah. And then I'd just punch it. I'd be like, <laughs> I'd be like I, don't, I don't know. I don't think people appreciate you enough at high noon. I think really. She'd be like, why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? <laughs> I remember one of the last times I saw... Um, and by the way, the way um, Josh made her cry in a compliment as well. Yeah. Josh was giving everyone nicknames, and he gave her the nickname, Always Bet on Blacker. Hey, Bob. Like, yeah, a little, little positive nickname, except, except in complete and total Stacy fashion. It was... She just didn't... I don't know. I don't, like, it was just one of those moments where she read it wrong, and her emotions read it differently, and she got upset. And, but the, the, we all get like that. Well, to be fair, I didn't tell her what it meant. Because A-Bob is a great nickname to A-Bob's, yell at someone. Yeah. A-Bob. Yeah. That's, I, that's, I loved it. And she thought... I think she thought... I know she thought, because I've talked to her about it a million times. She thought they were making fun of her. They weren't. They were giving her a compliment. No. And so... And because so. I do make... We, we make fun of people as well. We yes. give compliments, and we make fun of. I remember the one thing I... We had a we had an issue at Disaster House. We we had some you know just like you we toe the line with the law on yeah. some things. I mean yeah. we're blowing stuff up and doing all this stuff. And I remember it was someone. It was an outside element. It was not anyone from the crew, and it wasn't me. And it was like an inspector or some some guest or someone was just being a total asshole and and threatening our our production. And Stacy was the producer, and I was the host, and I looked at her, and I was like, you know, we got to handle this right now. We have to handle this. And she's looking at me, and, I'm, and, I, and I know the look, and I go, and don't you fucking cry right now. Don't you fucking cry. You better not fucking cry, because you got to fucking handle this right now. You are the producer. You need to go talk to that, whatever, inspector or police officer or fire guy, and you need to fucking handle Don't you fucking cry. Don't you fucking cry. And I was thinking that if I said it enough times, it would stop the tears. Don't you fucking cry. Don't you fucking cry. Yeah. And by the way, we're not, I'm not, we're not painting Stacy like a fucking emotional wreck, but, but she is a very sensitive person and she's, by the way, she can bust balls with the fucking best of us. I mean, she is, she is one of the funniest fucking human beings. One of my favorite human beings. You know me, you know, I wouldn't hang out with someone that was just a mess, but she is very sensitive also and she's like crying's my thing it just happens okay she's like you know how you shit your pants that's how i cry i shit my pants one time in a van and she i've never seen her more angry i was i was like i just miscalculated i thought it was a fart and i shit my pants and she was like ah how does this happen how does this happen everyone's on the edge of their seats like trying to stick their head out windows and i'm like i don't know i have no fucking idea god damn it it's amazing i i i i think I think I'd rather I would never want to be on set with like Tom Cruise. I mean, don't let me let me rephrase that. I'd love to work with Tom Cruise. I would never want to be on set with like these big name actors where Christian Bale, where it's like a everyone's walking on eggshells. Yeah. And I think that that's what these like when you watch the shows you see on TV that we make, you got to realize the reason we're having having a good time is cuz that's the fucking vibe on set. Right. Everyone's having a fucking blast. Right. You're pranking the fuck out of each other. You're 
you're you're not you're no one's winning an Emmy. <laughs> right. Like we're not we're just we're 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 having a good fucking time. We're paying bills. Yeah. You get like we get we get like reps will go, I want to go on that shoot with them cuz you all the network wants to come hang out because it's a fun fucking time. Dude, I would love to do your show. I would love I to wish be. we've tried. We've tried so desperately. We want to do a crossover and we've talked about it a number of times of what I was going to do was bring you and Matt and and do do like uh like take you guys Minster? Um, yeah yeah, yeah we oh talked my God, about that'd be it so much fun but uh but then I was like ah they're playing up to his taking my job so. <laughs> <laughs> no we would no way because you know what you're uh, I, I back to way way back one of the things I love about your show that and another thing that I think that we do um similar is you make it about those people and that's why you have a good show well that's that's the that that is. I mean, it's, it's no secret that our show is a extremely similar show to yours. Right. It's just in the in the vacation. Well, shit, it almost was called Vacation Crasher. It should have been called Vacation Crasher. Well, I, I got... shit a brick yeah. when I heard that. Oh, really? Patrick Yeager and and Stacy. I saw both of them, and they were doing something. We were both in Charlotte. We ran. They were doing a show, and I was doing a show, and I ran into them, and we hooked up. And I was like, don't you fucking dare call it Vacation Crashers. Oh, they should have called I'm it Vacation sorry. Crashers. I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry. Trip Flip's a good name, but but I mean, we, I, I was like, it, it's basically sometimes you talk to people and they're like, oh, it's like uh, the House Crasher series. And you're like, exactly, yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, what is uh, what was um, what, 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 what was I just gonna say? Yeah, you know what? I've always asked. You don't have to answer this, and because because sometimes it's, but I, I think I know the answer. The crashing, how is the like crashing, uh. The style of crashing people, how has that kind of morphed in this in the years? Did it start out one way and then turn into something else, or was it? Did they figure it out in the pilot? Ah, uh, you mean the actual like finding the finding the homeowners? Well, I'll tell you, no, uh, I can kind of answer that because you know, Yard Crashers started. It was Yard Crashers before with Ahmed with Ahmed. And so that that I think they did two seasons of that. I met him one time. Super pleasant gentleman. Just. Got a, the biggest heart ever. Yeah. And, he's, and he can, you read, you read his social media stuff. I mean, he is all about Zen out and yeah. love and loving and he loves his family and he's, you know, and uh, yeah, he's a good, he's a good man. He's, he's, a, he's, it was a great show. He was a great host. He was, he's charismatic. Is he oh, really God. is charismatic. Oh as my God. Shit. He, that guy owns a fucking TV screen. Yeah. I, and like, by the way, it's, it's not bullshit stuff. It's like, huh. like I, if I tried to do what he did, it would look like the kid from American Idol season two, Justin. Remember that kid where he'd look at the camera and it looked like kind of creepy and you're like, dial it back, Sideshow Bob. But the, uh, like, he does it in the regular way, the way like Drake does it. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, so, uh, so he started it, and I think that they just, I, I mean, there's a lot to be credited to Med for this, the whole fl- franchise, because yeah. what he did was he just came at people. He's also, you know, a little nuts. So he came at people and said whatever he wanted to say. And I think that. What happened is the, the everyone was scared of that, but what happened was you weren't people actually would respond. People yeah. would come back with stuff or whatever. So <clears throat> I think that all the crashers are probably a little different because then I came along and I just sort of did my thing. And it's just you what you want to do is it's very you want to you want to be fun. You don't want to f- offend anyone that you don't have to or that you don't that really doesn't have it coming to them. Right. But 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 
and you want to play with them. You want to play with the, the you know, tr- you know, when people didn't know what it was about. Now it's a nightmare. Now oh. it's a nightmare. Now they, yeah. Now they just all want it. They, and they don't even know if it's me. They're like, I love you. You're my favorite. Come do my bathroom. You know, yeah. or I love you. You're my favorite. Uh, uh, I want a Mega Den. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They just know you get free stuff. So. I love her, by the way. The, uh, Megadon. Uh, Anitra. Yeah, Anitra. Yeah. She's fucking awesome. Yeah, she's, she's badass. So keep going. I'm sorry. Okay, anyway, I don't know. I don't know if it's... If it morphed or... It had to morph a little bit because now it's not... Going up to unsuspecting people as much because even yeah. if even if they don't know who I am, even if they don't know what I do, they see a camera now and people are so twisted. People are and we've twisted them because now a camera means reality TV. Reality TV means a, you could get something for free. Yeah, and so the people that want that come at you, and the people that don't run away. And you got to get everyone to sign. You know that. Yep. If you have a great interaction with someone. Really funny, really whatever, entertaining, and they don't sign, it's not on the show. Yeah. My best knows, my best go fuck yourselves, no one will ever see because they won't sign the paper for us to air that. Yeah. I mean, I've had, I've had, I've had a guy punch me, not punch me, um, um, push me really hard. Really? Back the fuck away. Like, I pushed it too hard. He was like, he was like a, I mean, tatted up, big guy, and I kind of started going after his, you know, yeah. machismo, and I was... And I was, he was fine with it, and he was like, no, nah, man, and I, was, you know, I made him laugh at one point. And so when I made him laugh, I thought it was cool, and so I was like, come on, come on. And I moved forward, and he just, and he just goes, back off, man. And I was like, okay. And I mean, it was still, an, like, I ended it up all awesome. He yeah. was like, I'm not signing shit. Fuck you. Yeah. And it was, the, it was like, ah. Oh. I hate that when you get, like, a great... There was an interaction that I wish we had. This is when, because ours is morphed, because we used to find people on vacation, which was impossible. Why? Yeah. Why? Why? Yeah. That makes sense. It was like trip flip. We go find people on vacation and we make their vacation better. And then like second episode, we took two girls, uh, uh, um, Yachty and uh, and Coco, we took. They were in Hawaii. We found them, and we were like, "We're going to make your trip better." And we went to the fish market at five in the morning to see how they've kind of figured out what tuna to send around the world. And both of them, because we're like, "Because you're in the restaurant business, you're like this." And they're like, "We're fucking servers at Lowry's. You think we give a fuck about tuna?" <laughs> I remember them just being like, "Are we supposed like? Do you want us to act interested?" And I yeah. was like. I didn't know. Just be yourselves. Just and they're sorry. like, can we go? Did they have coffee? Because this is really early. <laughs> like, we get, went out last night, and I was like, all right, let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah. But so then we changed it to take people on trips. And I remember when we first did that, the first one we, the first one that we took uh, on a trip, I want to say, I forget. I guess we took a few. But anyway, I remember the first crash where you found them in the streets, and I remember it was like, and that was back when you had like, you you have to leave now because that was part of the show. Now it's not part of the show. You're like, no, get your shit together. Right. We don't want to lose good people because you can't find a fucking sitter right. or you can't get out of work for for Friday. Right. Um. But I remember the guy. They were they were like, they were like, uh, we can go. They had a wedding to go to. We're like, we're going to Vegas tonight. Or I think that was it. And they're like. And they were like, oh, my God, we're only here on vacation. I was like, what? And I was like, we're here for her uh, cousin's wedding. And I was like, skip it. And the guy was like, I'm fucking skipping it. And she was like, we can't skip my cousin's wedding. He goes, nope, we told him we got a better opportunity. And they skipped their cousin's wedding. <laughs> Which is great. But then she felt really guilty the entire 
trip. Oh, she the whole like, time. The whole time she was like, I just feel bad. <laughs> so, uh, but but ours has morphed, and now even even like second season, people had no one wanted to talk to me. They thought I was selling timeshare. Third season, they were like. Uh, People were like, oh, yeah, I think I know your show. Do you do bathrooms? No, no. no. <laughs> and now they're like, now we go and crash. And it's like, like people come up and be like, I'm in. I'm fucking doing it. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Honey, don't say a fucking word. And you're like, <laughs> and they're like, this guy's going to take us to fucking China. Yeah. And then you're like, guys, we're going to Utah. And they're like, fuck Utah. <laughs> I want to go to Hawaii. But then you get people like like the people we took to Utah, perfect. Now what we do, now we've gotten even better. Now we find people, and it's, I don't fucking, what am I talking about my show? All right. Uh, um, but yeah, that's an interesting, because I remember saying one time at Upfront, it's like, you're so lucky you find people in a place that are doing what they want to do. Exactly. It's like if I went to an airport, but then it's, uh, it's but it, doesn't doesn't work. Yeah. it doesn't work. It you doesn't go to work. a workplace. That's crazy. Go to, go, go to like Google. If you, if, okay, if someone's listening and they had to buy five tools right now. Oh shit! Okay, like you're like you're like all right. Well, uh, I got to step up my garage game. We can start from the basics. I mean, I've I've done this fucking interview like a billion times, and it always it's uh, it's it depends. Are we talking about from the start? Because from then the it's, start from the start, it's tape measure. Oh, you know, oh, oh no, 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 no. I'm talking like power tool. All right. So if you want to build like your first thing, like whether it's baseboard or a coffee table or do do your flooring. Yeah. Um, budget, budget or not, here's what I'd say. Well, you need a drill. That's the first thing you need. You need a drill. And then if you're going to build an impact driver, which is everyone thinks they're the same. They're not. An impact driver is great because it has more torque and it sends screws through wood, three-inch screws, something like that. Or if you're doing a lot of screwing a lot of decks or impact drivers. I have an great. impact driver. I always thought that was for cement for some reason. No, no. That's a roto hammer. You might be thinking no, about No, no, no. I got an impact driver. It's the one where it's like... It's like it's, yeah, 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 yeah. So that's oh, great for shit. sending three-inch screws or a lot of screws. It's got a lot more torque than a drill. Yeah. Drills are great because you can actually drill holes. You can... You, a little less torque. You can do paddle bits. You can do... A a lot of different things with those because it's an actual it keeps turning when an impact it, it it torques and ratchets so it'll it'll it's great for throwing screws into hard woods or a lot of wood oh man or a lot of I've screws been using my impact driver wrong see we learned something there you go yeah um i say a circular saw um is huge got that um and it's if you if you use it right i mean like here's what i do there's all sorts of great tools out. I've insisted on on my show to use use tools that everyone else uses at home. I don't have the Fess. Fess is like a that's esoteric. That's a very high end um, tools, and they're incredible. Wait, they're what, actually, what's Fess? They're, is that a brand? they're German. They're a German, and they have the saws, and they have, they have everything, and they're amazing. They have these tracks to cut the saws, and all this. And they're just flawless, you know, stuff. But they're, you know, they're no one thousands of dollars. Yeah. So there's there's really easy skill saw or I'm supposed to say circular saw. I have a skill saw. Is that what is that was skill saw the brand? Skill is S K I L. Yeah. And yeah. they were so back in. It's funny because they back in um, World War II time, there were these huge manufacturers, and they all had these tools and they said okay for wartime you're now going to just do saws you're now just going to do roto hammers you're now just going to do nail guns and they separated things so skill was got the first contract was was the guys that the, the best saw shut the fuck up yeah because so, i've always heard a skill saw 
And I always thought skill saw was the brand, the, the 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 style of saw. No, it's it's shut the it's fuck a circular up. worm drive. They have both, but it's a worm drive. Uh, uh, it's a great saw. Anyway, yeah, and it'll last forever. Um, so those so impact drill, uh, skill saw or circular saw. Um, I I still think a nail gun. Would be great for a lot of people. Um, you figure out what you need it for a lot, um, and you could just do like an 18 gauge or a 15 gauge battery powered. Because then otherwise you have to go buy the compressor. You got to buy the hoses. You got dude. Yeah. Compressor is like my buddy Tom has uh, a compressor, and it's it is it is the fucking coolest thing in the world. He blows up bike tires, he fucking nails shit in. He just plugs everything into this compressor yeah. and it is the I go it's what I want. It's what I fucking want in life. But well, I have nowhere to put it and my wife's never going to let it happen. Well, there's nothing not that big. You can put it in here. Yeah, but then you are I get to use a compressor to run my podcast. Just oh, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> that would be awesome. That would be awesome. No, yeah. So compressor like I would say now that nail guns have gotten a lot a lot further on that you can get a battery powered nail gun. Just one. Do you think the people of nail guns when they first saw the first movie where people use nail guns as a weapon and lethal weapon, do you think they're like this is not good PR? <laughs> this is this is kicking our ass. <laughs> well, you know what drives me crazy about that kind of stuff is that and I just saw it on another TV show someone took a nail gun and shot yeah. saw something out of a I don't know. I was like there's no hose. There's no hose on the nail gun. <laughs> Mel Gibson, come on, man. Yeah. What are you making the noise yourself? How did you do that? But yeah, exactly. Well, and, and, and here's the other thing. I mean, if you went to a real job site, like a commercial job site where that's what these guys do all day, yeah. you that that's not a great name for nail guns too, because you there's no there's no squirrels alive. Oh, these yeah. guys are good with nail guns. Really? And they will knock they will knock them out. Oh shut the yeah, fuck up. Yeah. yeah so. I was I was very into construction when I was in college. I uh, I got not. Let me rephrase that. I was very good with my hands in college because I because I saw two dudes put up a loft in my room yeah. for a hundred and ten bucks, and I went. They didn't do shit, and I went. I could have done that. So then, the first house I was in, I was like, I'm gonna fucking put up a loft. I went to John Wonderlick, and I was who knew construction, and I was like, What do I need? And he was like, Get like two by eights. Is that that's like the big fat ones like or four by eights no 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 it was it was like this thick okay but then this yeah. long sure like a two and and i think it was two by eight or maybe maybe it was a four i don't know but he was like get two of those get them long as fuck and then just and make a box get four of them make a box and then <laughs> drill that box into the studs in your wall mm-hmm. use big lag lag screws and it's not going fucking anywhere. And then and then two by fours to run across uh-huh. and then throw the mattress on there. Measure out your mattress, you'll be fine. And then I was like and then he's like, and then hang a hang a chain from the top of the ceiling down. And I did that. And I remember this thing wasn't going fucking anywhere. They had to tear the house down. I mean <laughs> like they did, did literally tear the house down. But then after that I was like, I built a loft in New York. I built lofts anywhere I went. I was like, I'm fucking good with my hands. And then I tried to build that goddamn fence. And I was like, <laughs> What happened to my hands? Dude, fences are fences are hard. They really are. They, they really are, are to, to make them look good. That fence right there we had someone come in and do. Because I was like, I'm not fucking doing it. Well, I mean, they're hard only in that you got to pay attention before you crack one tool open. You got to pay attention. I'm Lines and keeping it on the same plane yeah. and keeping all of that. And you just 
But that looks good, bud. Yeah, I think they just fucking screwed it to the, the other fence. I fucking know. It looks like they kind of did. I think they did. Um, here, wait. I gotta, I gotta read some of the how, questions. How, the, oh my god, we have how, how long? I, oh fuck, how long have we been doing a podcast? Is it too long? No, this has got to be too. No, no, no. It's one. It's one thirty-eight. Okay, it's fine. Um, I didn't know. What time, what time so, do you need to go? I don't. I'm okay. so. I'm gonna eat a combo. What are you sponsored by these people? Combos? Yeah. <laughs> What no, not technically, but uh, they send me product and I talk about like they. I love combos. I love combos. I was trying. Have you had the buffalo blue cheese? No, I gotta try. Open buffalo blue I cheese. They're fucking one. amazing. This one's awful pizza. That Georgia likes pizza. Combos are a big deal in our fucking. That's funny. You get you get free stuff from combos. I get free stuff from rigid. What's rigid? Drills and sauce. Oh God, my wife's my wife's very handy. She's more handy than I am because she's a redneck. And so she, um, she like she calls it. I call it a reticulating saw. She calls it a sawzall. Yeah, is that what's which one is it? It's reciprocating saw. Good deal. Good, good thing I call it a reticulating <laughs> saw. So reticulating saw an animal. <laughs> reticulating python. <laughs> I got a reticulating saw. I'm a fucking idiot. So I. Sawzall is the Milwaukee brand of, and it was a, I think it was the first one out. So the M- Milwaukee Sawzall is a reciprocating saw, kind of like skill saw. Yeah. So when she says Sawzall, that's because Milwaukee makes the best one. Oh, that would make sense. Yeah. She calls it a Sawzall. I, honey, just get the Sawzall. Yeah. I was like, it's called a reciprocating saw. she talk like that? Uh, yeah. She's, I'm sure I'll get her to come out. I would love to meet her. Here, I'm going I'm to call her and tell her to come out. Okay. She's an interesting person and she's, and I bet the first thing she says is, "What do you think we should do with our kitchen?" She's gonna, you know, she's gonna fucking Everyone drill you. Everyone does it. That's fine. Yeah, I was actually looking at your kitchen. Uh, it's it. We're we're gonna redo it. We had like, not, hey, you in the house? I'm walking to Dallas. Okay, can you come back to the man cave when you get done? Uh, sure. All right, bye. Um, so uh, hold on. Oh, I think something's going on. Well, I'm not drinking, and so, like, right now. So I feel like what happens when I don't drink is my brain isn't used to firing on its own. So all of a sudden, I get lost a lot. Like, I'll have, like, a beginning of a thought, and then I'll go, and my brain will go, just fucking calm down. But I can't, like, I'm, like, I feel like I'm fucking losing my mind. Are Um, you you not drinking for how long? uh, November. For the month of November. Uh, Except for, yeah, the month of November. But it hasn't started yet. So, so but you, I, I didn't drink this week, uh, and then I won't drink November. But I, I'll have one in November fourteenth in in Pittsburgh. I'll be doing a call and sick to work show at the Pittsburgh Improv. Guys, get your tickets. Uh, I'll be going doing radio with De- Randy and Bill at WDBE. Then we're going right to the show yeah. at eleven a.m. We doing call and sick to work. We can celebrate St. Patty's Day in fucking November. Fuck so yeah. so I do I'll be drinking that day. Absolutely. Very hard. Absolutely. That's my reward. Good. Um uh here, let me read John Sales. John Sales. Sally. We came back from a long weekend and and rats had eaten his whole wardrobe. That's right. Is this true? Yeah. That was gross. That was gross. Ask him about using a flamethrower in a residential neighborhood. Oh my god. Oh my god. So that actually happened. <laughs> So we, so it was a house fire was the disaster. So we, so disaster house was a yeah, show sorry. that what lasted probably what four seasons, three seasons, three way, seasons, way ahead of its time. Yeah, and there's sodas in the in there if you want a soda. I need like a water. 
there's probably check in the check in that fridge. That's a that's a no. That's a humidor. That that is a liquor cabinet, dude. Jason Cameron, nice. Uh, that is nope. None of that. None of that. The the free kegerator. Kegerators, by the way. And I'll say this to everyone at DIY: great on paper, <laughs> but man, they're difficult to fucking maintain. Is there anything in there that's drinkable? What's this? Uh, aloe water. It's half. It's half drunk. Oh, that's that could probably be thrown out. Okay, yeah. There's a bunch of uh, moonshine in there that There's was given to me. Moonshine and coke. Uh, oh, here. Do you like sparkling water? Yeah. Here. No, I don't like yours. No, no, no. I never opened it. Well, I know, but no, but I'm not going to drink it. No, I'm not going to drink it. Why aren't you going to drink it? Uh, because they taste disgusting. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> because uh, uh, I didn't. So wait. So Disaster House ran for like three seasons. It was. It was. I'm sure you saw it. I saw it. It was. Uh, they would tell you how to deal with disasters in your house. Yeah. But you'd have a house and you'd fucking destroy it every episode. Yeah. So we 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 reenacted disasters in fun ways. So, for instance, when a tree limb falls on your house, it happens. A billion times, and it happens all over the uh, uh, so much. And it's an act of God. Yeah. So we dropped a piano from a crane onto the house to see what happens to the house, see how to fix it, see, you know, just sort of walk our way through. So we did floods, we did earthquakes, we did um, hailstorms, anything that basically will jack up your house, we did. Yeah. And um, the, the fire was... Um, was extremely fun because we had there's one guy and and it's in Denver. This whole thing was in Denver and the the this one guy had is one of like four people that can operate a flamethrower from the Vietnam War. This flamethrower is from the Vietnam War. <sighs> Unbelievable. By the way, by the way, I'm already so depressed going, you know this guy's backstory. You know what he did. Uh I don't I want to even tell you. I don't even want to tell you. And the way he talked, I can't even, we can't even talk about it. But the fun thing was, we were in the middle of a residential area. I mean, neighbors. Front, I mean, I mean, side, side, and backyard neighbors. Yeah. And one of these neighbors, granted, was particularly pissed off already at, at what we were doing. At production. The fact that there's a production in the neighborhood is annoying. Yeah. Let alone you have a Vietnam vet walking down the street with a flamethrower attached to his back. Yeah. I mean, we had skateboarders on the roof. We had a car smashed through the garage. We had smoke bombs. We These are not things that are great for a residential area. This was our season one. There's usually a there's the broken window syndrome. I mean. Let alone. Yeah, exactly. You're destroying a house. We had a demolition derby with three cars in the backyard. <laughs> I mean, that's imagine that happening on the other side of this fence. You'd be oh, pissed too. I'd be, I'd be a little, uh, yeah. So these these neighbors were rightfully pissed off at us already, but we decided to throw a flamethrower at the house, shoot a flamethrower at the house, uh, and what we did was we wanted to burn like the back sunroom or the back porch, and uh, and so we put up this this um, drywall way up high, about twenty feet up t- on the on the neighbor's fence. Yeah. Sort of doubled up the drywall as like a as like a fire barrier to block anything from their house. So, so we shoot this. Uh, I mean, and the fire department is our, was there on everything. Yeah, they loved it. They yeah. loved oh, being I there. Bet they did. They would drive by and say, "What are you guys doing next week? What are you doing next week?" They yeah. loved to come because we got to do cool shit. So we're. I couldn't. I wasn't even allowed to. Like I, I could hold the fire the the flamethrower, but I wasn't even allowed to pull the trigger. 
Really? But I was right next, right behind him. And we shoot a 40-foot stream of fire at this house. And you know when you get a sensation that it's so extreme you don't know what it is? You don't know if it's hot, cold, pain, pleasure? You know that? Have yeah. you ever had that experience? You must have. Like yeah, yeah, jumping or yeah. doing whatever. You have this thing that overtakes your body for a couple seconds before you figure out, before your nerves actually register it as a sensation. Yeah. That's what that's like. And all of a sudden I went, what am I looking at feeling, smelling right now? And I, I had to stand up because it was so intense. There was a fire shooting out of a tube, blowing this house and exploding like in, in 30 foot flames just shooting out. Next to a guy with P- PTSD. Right, right. Yeah. From the he, Vietnam War. He's pulling going, the trigger. Ning hao! Ning hao! Yeah. And, and screaming, Freeman! Yeah! Like, this is a Saturday. He also had a bowling ball cannon, by the way, that he brought us oh, to. This guy's a fucking, he's a prepper. Yeah, crazy. Um, I was so hot. I had to check my eyebrows, you know, immediately. Yeah. But it was so intense. And unfortunately, what happened was the neighbors that already hated us. The fire hit and just shot out like, like I don't know, oh, yeah. like a yeah, like, superhero, like a, like a, like a water hose, like yeah, like just yeah, and it, so it hits the house, it burns that shit to the ground, but <laughs> it, it flows out and it goes and it wraps, it hits the wall of drywall and then wraps around. It burned the fucking tree down. And just, are you shitting me? It burned the tree, and it killed the tree. The neighbor's tree. fuck. Oh, my God. And they already hated us. And you just burned down their fucking tree like you were Moses. (laughs) We just burned down their tree. You're like, maybe it was a sign from God. Maybe you should write some commandments. Guys, sit in your backyard. Talk to the Lord. Okay, so just to tell you all that kind of shit that happened, Kate was the one that had to deal with all of it. Oh, God. So she was my hero. Oh. I mean, we had... We just pissed off neighbors. That's that's basically what we did. We just, oh, I can't imagine doing that production. Oh, my God. It was so much fun. It was so much fun. I heard the show was a blast. I mean, it's the show. You know a show's fun, and it's annoying as a host, but you know a show's fun when, when, you, when, you, when all anyone does is talk about how much fun they had on that production. <laughs> and Disaster House is that one where they still wear the fucking gear. Like, you were, you were sponsored by... Uh, Carhartt. Carhartt. Yeah. And everyone got like Carhartt jackets that said Disaster House. Yeah. And then and then first season of Trip Flip, they're like, what are you getting us? <laughs> so I got everyone Fitbits. You know who uses them? Fucking nobody. <laughs> I dropped a fucking $1,300 on Fitbits, and I don't even talk to half the fucking people anymore. <laughs> a fucking waste of time. I'm the only one that still uses a Fitbit. I don't even know what a Fitbit is. It's my new other sponsor, I'm sure. It's, uh, it's um, this. It's my... It's a pedometer. It basically it tells a, tra- a fitness tracker. I only have twenty four hundred steps. All right, let's see what else he says. Uh, lucky. Um, Sales says a lot of. He says we're very lucky. No one got killed on that show. <laughs> so lucky. Uh, well, I'll tell you one. Do you know Dan Dvorak? Yes, I know Dan. Dvorak. So Dandy. Dandy was a cameraman. I mean, I probably we probably shared all the cameramen. Uh, yeah, Brian Teal, Brian Teal, a- Andy, obviously, Andy, Flick, Flick, uh, D- 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 Dane. No, not Dane. Who's the guy who lives in Mexico? New Mexico. Oh, um, awesome. I know who you're talking about. I know who you're talking about. D- 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 I want to D- say we worked with him in New Mexico. Dean, Dean, Dean. Yes, yes. Dean, Dean. God damn it! Fucking By fun. The- 
for the, uh, so okay. So let me just tell you, Dandy. By the way, there's so much of these things that we can't. I uh, like. I can't. Th- these are all. They're all like men because they their cameramen are men. They're not like us. Right. They're men. Yeah. And and they are artsy. They do have an eye, but they're these. All these are very manly men who sometimes when you're a when you're a uh, soft handed boy like myself <laughs> and you and you throw out a complaint that maybe like do, guys do, do we did anyone bring me gloves for this rappel? They're like, are you fucking serious? <laughs> You can't just use your bare hands like everybody else. No, but yeah, but I could. But what if my hands get burned? <laughs> then what are we going to do for the next segment? Oh, well, you'll have burnt hands for it. By the way, I had burnt hands. I have burnt hands right now. You can see it in the... In the I burnt my hands on a rope. Yeah. I don't know if you can see the burns right there and right yeah. there. Yeah. But my wife, there's one lump of like dead skin and my wife felt it. She goes, oh my God. And I go, I know, bad, right? She goes, no, that's what a man's hands are supposed to feel like. <laughs> so wait, what? Right, so anyway, so Dandy... This is the flood one. Yeah. And I scuba dive in the basement. We fill the basement with seven feet of water. Are you certified? What? Are you certified? I'm just 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 bare, barely enough. No, 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 no. I could actually get certified because I did a commercial where I scuba dived when I when I did it for uh, twelve hours straight. Yeah. And the dive master said, I can certify you right now and I was like, fuck you, I'm never doing it again. Scuba diving is an activity that I will tell you right now. I'm if never, you if you think I don't know, I don't know if I want to do that. That might freak me out. Then don't ever fucking do it because yeah. you have no idea the terror that could arise when you're 80 feet underwater staring at a wreck and a blowfish. But if you think that's something I'd really like to do, then go get certified because it is everything you ever imagined it to be. It is that. But if you think in the slightest, it's like skydiving. If you saw, if you always think to yourself, I don't think I'd like it, you're not going to fucking like it. Right. I mean, everyone benefits from skydiving. Everyone will skydive and survive. Well, the people that don't survive, I'm sure they don't enjoy it. But but the, but if you survive skydiving, you're going to fuck. It's going to change the way you see life. Right. It's going to. But. All that buildup is, if you don't think you're going to like that, you're really not going to like it when they open the door at 13,000 feet and you're like, oh shit, this is 300 feet above where you'd turn on your electronics. Like, <laughs> this is high as fuck. Like, this is, this does not get any higher. Like, scuba diving is that, is the same thing. You know you will like it. If you know you will like it, do it. But if you think, if there is the subtle in your back of your head, I don't think I think this might freak me out. It will really, really freak you out. So keep going. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I, I will never do it. Yeah, never do it. But so I, but I will do it in a basement of an old abandoned house. Yeah, not the best idea. So w- here's one of those things. I thought Dandy was going to die. Yeah, because he got sick. He was our cameraman. He was. He, it was me and him. And 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 Sally was in there for most. He's a tall guy. Yeah. He had the waiters on, and then he had he ended up getting out. But no, I think he was in the whole time. But so we're going in this water. We're scuba diving in a basement. Imagine this room, all with filled with water. Yeah, pretty fucking fun. I bet that would be fun. But Dan got super sick because like, of it. Like like a, a sort of a like a mold issue or a, like a septic issue. Oh I can't really? Remember what it was? But it was we, we were all really worried. He got really sick. Oh my god! So you like, scuba dived in the bottom of a basement? Yeah. Hold on, I don't have a conference call right now. Hang yeah. on one second. Hold on one second. Hey, it's Bert. Did, is something wrong? No, nothing's wrong. It's Rich. Okay. Hey, I'm in the middle of a podcast. Can I call you later? Talk to you later. All right. Bye. Um. So. Uh, yeah, I, we went uh, diving back through slot canyons 
in Utah the other day, just free diving them. Oh. And, I, and but it was like it was a little. I wondered if I got sick back there because of that, because Hybrider got sick, and then I got sick. But John Mans didn't get sick, so I guess it wasn't that. Um, I'd lo- I think diving in a fucking diving in a uh, in a fucking abandoned basement would be awesome. It was too, it was super fun, and you you're, you're swimming around and. And it's you're floating, and you're going and looking and stuff. And you can just pop up if you don't like it. Yeah, you can pop up if you don't like yeah. it. Yeah, uh, Dan Dvorak. Uh, by the way, <laughs> we're only making a show for people at high noon to listen to. <laughs> yeah, see, um, but Dan Dvorak's an interesting guy. He's uh, he's a he's a little older than we us. He's maybe like 50, uh-huh. 50 years old. I don't know. He's like fifty years old. Uh, he's a fucking. He's like. Got some tattoos that he decided to get with his son. Did he really? Yeah, his, his son was like, Dad, let's go get a tattoo. Or both his sons. He was like, let's fucking do it. That's the kind of guy he is. Real cool dude. Like, Loves thick, thick. He's strong. Loves guy. Scuba dives. And he's, but he's not the best swimmer. <laughs> <laughs> so, I remember one time he was scuba diving and we just lost him. We're like, where the fuck's Dvorak? And he just pops up. He's like, guys, I have a hard time swimming, okay? Can you slow the fuck down? <laughs> He can roll. He can roll with anything for a long time, and then when he can't, yeah, he will bark. I have I have a very hilarious story that I will tell you off air about Dan Dvorak. A lot of these a lot of these stories are are let's let's see if we can pull it back from uh, from so let's let's recap. So, what was your first show in television? Well, as a host or as an actor, as a as a host. So I think the I think the Ultimate Treehouse. Oh, I would have loved that. Damn, now it's popular. Now the fucking show's killing. Oh, that really? was nineteen ninety three. No, I did a show called uh Hurt Burt where I took dangerous jobs. Uh, I took another man's dangerous job for a day. Jackass meets dirty jobs. Fucking two years before dirty jobs, and everyone's like, I don't get it. So every show it'll be a different job. Uh, I'm like, Yeah, 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 yeah. It'll be like dangerous. Like I'm an MAA fighter, I'm a Wildlife photographer for Great White Sharks out of the cage. I'm a fuck. I fight. I'm a wildlife trainer. I, I fight a bear. And this is my wife. Look at you. Hi. I'm, I'm, I'm Josh. Hi, Josh. Nice to meet you. Very nice yeah. to meet you. Oh, you I wanna... know, and I've seen pictures on Instagram. But... Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, here, grab the, grab the other uh, mic. What do you need? I only have like two minutes. I'm Why? Busy day. So we have people coming over for well, I know, but talking to the microphone so everyone can know what the fuck you yeah, are yeah. saying. Do you want to hear a funny story? She, who, does she, who, does, who do people say she looks like? Sally Fields. No. Uh, I can tell you she doesn't look like. Yeah, yeah, yeah let's play that game. Uh, uh, Naomi Watts. I'll get it. I'll get it. I'll get it. I totally... It's it's like... Lori Laughlin. That's it. Yeah. That, you know why? Because my daughter is all about Full House. Yeah. that's. I got that a lot, too. Wait, who the fuck's Full, Lori Laughlin? Full, Full House. Full House, dude. kind of look like her. I got that um, a lot. Do you want to hear a funny story? Yeah. Uh, all I hear is funny I, stories. I can, I can, Leanne. I, I know you don't. I know you will not care. I've told this on stage before, but this is a, this is a very, uh, this is a very good DIY story. I'm gonna find out where it is in the podcast so I can take it out if I need to. One fifty-seven. Good. Okay. One time. Uh, so, like I said, I'm a big DIY fan. Minster's got a show called um, Bath Crashers. Uh, I want that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, do you remember this story? I don't know. And so Leanne and I are uh, getting intimate, uh, and I am performing the intimacy. But Matt Minster's show, I Want That, is on in the background. And all you can hear is Matt Minster just, as we are getting intimate, going, yeah, I want that. (laughs) 
I want you want that. I want that. I want that. I want over and over. And Leanne goes, just sets up and goes, turn the fucking TV off. I can't listen to him say, I want that one more time. <laughs> you just hear I am naked. I, I am naked. I, I want that. In my ear. I fucking want you want that. I fucking want it. Oh, I want it. And it, so it was one of my favorite. I, I tell that so many times because it's my only DIY joke, really. Um, <laughs> but uh, so he saw our kitchen. Do you have any questions? Uh, Do you want to tell him what, your, what our plan is with the kitchen and see what his opinion is? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I haven't even talked to you about the plan, my latest plan. Ooh, new latest plan. I want yeah. let me let me hear it first. Virgin ears. Well, you know, um, our house is not super huge. Yeah. So I'm not into like a seventy five thousand dollar kitchen remodel. That's not. It wouldn't make any sense. It wouldn't make any sense. No. So I was just going to leave the footprint basically the same uh-huh. and put new cabinets, new countertops, you know, new, new, new. Just make everything that's there kind of the same but new. I really thought that I was going to get something good out of this. Yeah. Well, I mean, I can't go like, and here I want to do this. And Whatever here, happened to the oven idea? It's a little hard. Well, I, I, you, look, I'll walk you through it yeah. for sure. I mean, we got to figure out a way I can give you a, a, a freaking kitchen. I'd fucking Please, love I've tried. Up. I've tried. I've tried. They, they, they don't want, for some reason, like Cameron and Goose get to do celebrities. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Well, neither of our shows are celebrity. That What drives them in celebrities? Because like no one wants to see. Like we, I, I forget who we had on the lineup that wanted to be on our show that was famous. And they were like, well, it just doesn't work. Because now all of a sudden it's about taking famous people on trips. Yeah. But, uh, the part of the thing is taking regular people on trips. Right. We want to see you take regular people. And I was like, yeah, that, that, I mean, it, it does make sense. It d- does make sense. Yeah. I don't want to see. I, I want to see people on your show that really lose their shit. And they're like, oh, my God, this is so great to have. I wouldn't want to see you do it to me. And then Leanne's like, oh, we should have given you ten grand so that you could have put that in. Not that we, we have ten grand. Right. With no. a man cave. We didn't with a man cave. With and, the man cave. And also, our kitchen is the shittiest kitchen ever. So yeah. it's it's, it's actually very charming. I love the charm. But we could we could we really could old. I could give you some some super easy ways to to do the right thing and put your money in the right spots. I would love that. Yeah, and those are real wood cabinets. I'm guessing, right? They are. Yes. If you do it right, you can refinish those. We just did. Okay, so speaking of what you were just saying, I was in Inglewood last week, and um. These women were the most appreciative homeowners ever. And it was like, I, I had, I'd, I'd had three in a row where people were just assholes. In LA, it happens a lot. Usually yeah. it doesn't happen. On the show, usually anywhere outside of LA, it's pretty great. It's usually pretty so great. so funny. The only time we've ever had people who were a tad bit unappreciative of the trip, they were from LA. So the LA people are the bitch. Yeah. Entitlement. Entitlement, exactly. And they think they can take you for a ride. And here's the other thing. They also think that I'm putting up like a stage set, like that I'm not really doing the work. I mean, I'm doing the work. I'm doing 16-hour days, yeah. manual labor, and we're building things to code. Yeah. I right. mean, it's real. Same with here. I mean, oh, inspections yeah. came. Yeah. It's all permitted. Exactly. And, and Leanne, I told you, Leanne was a foreman of a contractor. I was like a project manager. Right. And yeah. so, yeah. So you know about all of this stuff. Yes. So um, so these two these two women they were in Inglewood and we just we knocked it out for them and I I'm like flying high again on the show because the, when we did the reveal I mean they work on it the whole day and then we about basically the last project we send them out to just take a break a breather and we we finish up the project and then we clean it all up yeah so they know what's going in there 
they know the whole time. But once you see it all done, right. you f- they freaked out. I couldn't even close the show. I couldn't even do the talk because they were crying and screaming and laughing and yelling. And that's, awesome. that's what makes the job like makes me want to show up early, dude. Right. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you the exact same thing. Where you get, you get, you do, you get some people on that that don't, you know, that some people that are sometimes. I got to be honest. Sometimes I haven't done my job right. Where you give them a great trip, but it maybe wasn't everything they wanted out of a trip, and it was, that was your. It's my fault that I didn't think of it that way. We took a couple to New Zealand, and the guys in graphic design. He's obsessed with Lord of the Rings. She is. His girlfriend, she's a you know, she's not obsessed with Lord of the Rings, but she's as interested. They met him at Comic Con. We took him to New Zealand. We did a bunch of things that everyone would want to do in New Zealand, and then we took and we took him to Hobbiton, where you see you see the actual set where where they shot the Hobbit that is real. It's built into the earth. It is real fucking Hobbiton, and it is you see Bilbo Baggins' actual fucking house. Yeah, you had an Instagram yeah. of it, and then we took him to Weta Studios, and they met Peter Jackson. And they put on Hobbit feet, and and it was great. And I knew it was great, and I knew they loved it. And I was like, and when we left, I, I, uh, Augustine and Cynthia, I, I mean, we hugged it out. We had a great time. Their their goodbye was heartfelt. Everything was so fucking heartfelt, and it was real. But you know, in a weird way, as a host, you kind of, you 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 kind of like, okay, uh, we're on to Fiji, and and you you know, and you're like, time to meet two new people and start this all over again. And you, and you think about them, and you're like, you know, because I did some crazy stuff with them, and then, and then, uh, and I, sh- I maybe I shouldn't talk about. It. I don't give a fuck. One of the editors uh, emails Paul. You know, we're on the road, and he goes, "Hey, I don't think you guys know what a great job you did for 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 the New Zealand couple. Like, it was really great." And uh, and we were like, "Really?" He was like, "I'm going to send you this, this cast cam footage that they shot on their own. It is." Uh, He's like, you and the crew should watch it and realize you're doing something a little more than just getting people to jump off bridges. Yeah. And so we get the thing. We're in news, we're in Flagstaff. We're driving into Phoenix. And Paul pulls up the thing, and it's the cast cam. And it's them talking to a camera, but they're talking to themselves. And they're fucking bawling about what a great... And then all of a sudden, you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. I better step up my game. Like, people are really... Like, you forget, because I vacation every week, you forget... Not everyone gets to go on trips or no one gets their kitchen redone for free. No one gets a man cave. No. And so when you get like, it is, it is like, you're a fucking karma pimp. It's a milestone in anybody's life. Dude, this man cave changed my life. Yeah. This man cave is the reason I can do a podcast. It's the reason I wrote my book. It's the reason. And and this picture is the reason I got this man cave. This is us, meeting, me meeting Andy for the first time and Josh for the first time. And I said to him, I have a great spot for a man cave. I'm showing my wife the picture. But like this man cave changed my life. I remember after it got done, I did Letterman and I came home. I found out Birth of Conqueror had just gotten canceled. Leanne brought me this coffee mug. I sat right there, this coffee mug filled with coffee. And I sat right there and I went, I went, I'm done. If, if Birth's been canceled, if I never work for travel, I'm cool. I get it. I've had a great experience. If I never work for scripts again, cool. I get it. I've had a great experience. I've learned so much. And I remember thinking, going, I am so grateful. I'm so grateful because I have this man cave that has that is 
opened up a list litany of opportunities. I mean, this man gave, and you you're you got to realize I'm saying this to you because you give this to people. You give moments like like. I sat right there and watched the first Game of Thrones with that chair sideways in pitch black with a bottle of wine and went, oh, this is my new shit. I mean, I, we put the girls in here and they – scary movie night and, and all the movies are watched in here. I mean, these things like that. Well, it also made this house livable for four people. You know, we have two bedroom, one bath. Do you like and how I talk about room, dreams and Leanne talks about functionality in life? Well, that's the way my brain works. I talk about Obviously. Game of Thrones and fucking coffee and Leanne's like... Well, I'm and, the and, other side of the coin. And well, we also got, but that's what, that's what happens with yeah. married couples. Successful married couples typically are two yeah. sides of one coin no. in some way. And by the way, I usually, t- I usually do listen to the woman. Because we function in the space, right? Yeah, yeah, yes. functions in it, right? Well, and... I mean, the first month, no one lived in that fucking house. We all sat in this man cave. For the first month, we just sat in this man cave. I, I You know, Bert, I totally... Uh, it never really escapes me, that, that sensation. And, and it is sort of this real... This tug. Because I get emails from... You know what fucking gets me off? I get emails from homeowners that have sent me projects they've done since... Yeah, that like, they were inspired they by you. Tiled, they tiled their backs. Oh, because you're amazing. Yeah. You inspired Fire them, or you taught them. We, we, I yeah. teach them. Yeah. yeah. So and 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 it's they're so excited. Some of them. Some of them. Can you I? Know. Can I? By the way, I feel like we're just sucking each other's dicks back here. Yeah. But I don't care. Just I don't a little. Care. Bit. And and but and <laughs> listen, listen. If, and if are. and it, remember, I told you guys, you only allow creative criticisms. If you didn't like something, then you need to find a real creative criticism that I will appreciate. Okay? Because I don't listen to unappreciative creative criticisms. And I don't so, want to hear any. I don't. Because <laughs> I don't. I don't fucking have to. Uh, that that couple I told you that I took to Hawaii, yeah. Koki, Coco and Yachty. I was just in Hawaii shooting uh, the trip. It's and I probably shouldn't talk about it, but to show we have coming out. Um, and I was in Hawaii. In show? No, 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 no. I shouldn't be talking about it. So, uh, well, then, okay. Yeah. So, um, but I'm in, I'm in, whatchamacallit, and this, this guy, Shane, who's the funniest fucking guy in the world. Shane, if you're listening, I've missed you already. Shane's our PA. He was our PA for that one episode we did with Coco and Yachty. Uh-huh. He comes up and he goes, You know, Coco lives in Hawaii now. I said, What? He goes, Yeah, she had such a great time now. She, she moved down here. I was like, Shut the fuck up. He was like, yeah, and then of course in Shane fashion, and she's slamming hot man. She's into <laughs> she's into CrossFit. You got to see her. I'll see if I can get her out. You got to we'll see if we can get her a bathing suit. That's I love this kid Shane. But yeah, now Coco lives in Hawaii. Wow. The, it, it, it's it's the thing that I hope you're getting out of this is that uh, we're we walked into both of our jobs, and both of our jobs are very exactly similar. But we walked into both our jobs as TV hosts. Uh, you know, hoping to forward our careers, and then in a weird way, in appreciate exactly where we are because you're actually getting to give shit to people, and it's the coolest fucking feeling when you say to someone. When I said to Augustine, he's telling some story in a makeup in in the makeup room about his trip, about this this jump he did, which was from the. It's fucking insane. When you see it, you'll fucking lose your mind. He's telling everyone, and everyone's listening. And Peter Jackson rolls in barefoot with a cup of tea, just rolls in, and he's listening. And I know Peter Jackson's coming in because I know that we've set that up. Right. And I know Peter Jackson's that he's going to want to meet Peter Jackson. That's his idol. Right. He wants to work at Weta. He 
is going to freak out and he's telling the story and Peter Jackson's listening. And now it's gotten to the point where it's a little uncomfortable because Peter Jackson's like, Am I should I leave? Or and I go, Hey man, you should tell this guy about it. And he looks at Peter Jackson and goes, I did this ju-, and then you see his face go, Oh my god. And he fucking melts. Oh. So when we give him a first edition of The Hobbit and Peter Jackson signs it and he this kid, it's like you think to yourself the only time I was ever privy to all these feelings when I've taken people swimming with sharks many times but when I took my daughters swimming with sharks when I took them swimming with sharks and I saw two people I absolutely love share in what these travelers I've been doing it for with it for at the time probably two years when I saw them drinking I remember feeling like fuck I'm giving them something they're never going to forget. These two, my little girls will never forget swimming with sharks. Isla wears that North Shore Shark Adventure shirt all, or, or Hawaiian once shark. Once a week. Once a week she wears it because she swam with fucking sharks. That is a high point in her life. And you, when you give that to someone, it's, 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 you know, it's, it's the reason I've said to everyone, I'd like to have a sitcom or a TV show. I'd like another, I'd like to do more with my stand up and my creativity. I'll never stop doing trip flip. Yeah. I'll never, I will never stop doing trip. I'll do it for, I've told the network, I'll do it for 15 years if you want it 15 years. <laughs> it is the greatest show in the planet. But yeah, I mean. Okay, I have to go make cupcakes. What do you mean? Okay? Look at, I, that is I, now I, her I'm dog. enjoying, I'm enjoying your company. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. Thank you very much. Where are you much. from? I'm from Georgia. Georgia. Yeah, exactly. you know, he's got a 10 year old. He was at the same place we yeah, were at. Yeah, at Walter Reed, right? Man! How'd you like it? You can't say where our kids are going to go to school. They're not there yet. But they're, they're, they may not be and there. The, and, the, and the password's blown. Motherfucker's gone. Yeah. 211. Oh, Best story. You did that too? Oh. 211. I, I lost a lung. I lost a lung on that one. It's pretty funny. That was the funniest. You should hear her say it because she got a big grin. She's I can't. I, I, can, I, I would love to. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. Yeah. All right, I gotta go make cupcakes. All right, we but should probably wrap this up. Kitchen. So. I'll, I'll come stop. We're, by. we're gonna come. Oh, yeah. We're gonna wrap this up. We're gonna all walk in. Um, Josh, what do you? Uh, what, what's what? What's uh, anything to promote? Oh, you know what? So I got t- I got two things. One's real. One's one's a show. Um, I got a new show, and I want you to uh, actually. You would have been great for the show. What's that? It's called Sold on the Spot. It's coming out on HGTV. It is, it's, you know, all the real estate craze, you know, that's, yeah. and all these shows are coming about real estate. So I just did a show where I had home buyers, pre-qualified buyers that wanted to live in an area. Let's say, let's say Beverly Hills. Okay. But not Beverly Hills. More, more, more practical. Let's, let's say, let's say Sherman Oaks. Sherman Oaks. Cause Sherman Oaks was one of them. Okay. They want to go to Sherman Oaks. They're pre-qualified. Okay. They have a budget. We go up and down the streets and they say, I like that house. I knock on the house and I ask the people to sell their house. Oh, I fucking love this already. Yeah. So I say, hi, I'm Josh with HGTV. These two people love your house from the outside. Is there any way we can take a tour in the inside? You're thinking of selling it in 24 hours. Going into escrow, going into contract in 24 oh, hours. I fucking love that. Yeah. I, got, oh. I, I turned my phone back on so I could, I could give the proper date. Um, it oh, is. I love that. So the first two shows, they're premiering. Um, here we go. Sold on the spot. Uh, November 23rd at noon and noon oh, 30. Oh, you motherfucker. What? You hit the Thanksgiving the yeah. area. I, anything around Thanksgiving, yeah. I'm fucking in. Okay, great. This is good. Then. I love that shit. Because I was like, it's a, is it a Sunday? I think it's a Sunday. And yeah. I, was like, I was like, is that good? Is that bad? Oh, is I love that. Good? that, that, that? That's, that's, that's fucking TV watching time. Okay, so this is basically Josh Temple, a grown-ass man, doorbell ditching, but staying around for the doorbell ditch. Yeah. And, and, that's... and I'm trespassing, and I'm asking these people. 
people to change their lives and they can name the price. So, now wait, so wait, so now would you go in and do you do you get on Zillow and find out how much the house is worth? Yeah, I mean, we do. Our, and, and these are homeowners that have been looking. See, these are homeowners that can't find a house. In their, whether they whether it's in their budget or it's not available or can you can you do that? There's three houses I want in this neighborhood. Okay, that I, I, I was want, in this neighborhood to be honest with you. What I was, I did the show in this neighborhood. Are you shitting me? Uh-huh. Did you, did anyone sell a house? I think I've been on. I think I've been on your street. Really? I've either crashed on your street or I have done sold on the spot on your street. I would fucking. There's, I'm almost positive. There's um there's a bunch of houses I want in this neighborhood that are fucking amazing. I I was looking around and I was because I was you know like freaking out that I wasn't here and I was looking at this and I go I have been on this street I have been right all around here so people want to buy this in this 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 is a great neighborhood and and, and, I mean it's it's awesome because it's like it's kind of a the only thing that sucks about this neighborhood is no sidewalks so only thing that sucks yeah um, that makes a neighborhood very different because you walk in, you have to walk in the street if you walk to school yeah. and you got to deal with people texting and all that shit. Right. But, um, I love this neighborhood and there's, there's some houses, there's like four corner houses, corner lots that I look at and I'm like, I, put me in that house and I'll never move. Yeah. And we used to talk about, we talk about adding on to this house, like putting on a, on a second like story or something. Cause we're, we've outgrown the house, but this man cave, we're never gonna leave because of this fucking man cave. Right. Uh, so we'll have to do some different things. I'll go look around. Yeah. Uh, that's sold in the spots. That's sold in the spot. I love when you go to upfronts and you see shows and you're like, I'm watching that. Yeah. Like that's the best part of this job. Well, that was it? yours. Your trip flip. I was so like, <gasps> it's, I want it. It's the great. It's the fucking. I it's the funnest job in the world. I hopefully we're trying to make it the show as enjoyable to watch as it is fun to make. Yeah. So that's like the because it's so much fun to make. But you know it's like you gotta you don't know you gotta be brand friendly and you can't just show all the all the behind the scenes stuff. Um, Cameron's new show, uh, Sledgehammer. Fucking love that premise. I love that premise. Mm-hmm. I love the idea of here's a sledgehammer. Everything you can destroy in 30 minutes, I will remodel. But all the shit you don't finish destroying stays destroyed. And you know that's harder than I mean you. I don't know if you how many times you've sl- swung a sledgehammer. Oh, it's 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 it is doable on paper. You're like, oh, I can do a ton. And then you're like, okay, I'm fucking winded after yeah. five minutes. 30 minutes of swinging a sledgehammer is it is. You have to be in shape for. I mean, Cameron's probably the only one that can keep swinging for three. And that's yeah. the, the idea is you want to, well, 30 minutes, I could, I could demo my whole house. Yeah, you could. You have the time to. Yeah. Swinging that 8-pound or 12-pound. I don't know if I could go through my kitchen in 30 minutes. Yeah, you could. Really? Yeah. You, if, yeah. No, you can go I, through one because you just get going crazy. You go crazy. That's the bathroom is what I want to redo, too. Well, you got to talk get... to Minster. Poor Minster. Here's what, here's what I did want to say when we were talking about Minster. Yeah. Poor guy has been doing bathrooms. See, I get to do any room in the house. Yeah. You know, yards could be different yards. That guy has been doing bathrooms. Not only he's... He, I think he's caught up to me now as far as seasons go. Yeah. So he's done, whatever, 130 of them. But then he, before that, his first job was a show called Bathtastic. So yeah. that guy has been on TV for probably six or seven years, maybe even maybe even longer, and all he's done is bathrooms. Hey, do you ride a motorcycle? No. Okay. Um, I, yeah, I can't. I, I could. Uh, yeah, 
Ministers, by the way, is extremely passionate about design. Well, like, he went to design school. The guy's yeah, a designer. He's like legit. Like, like I, I always go like, sometimes you'll see people and you're like, so did you work in construction? And they're like, um... I had a job one summer. You always find that in, in every, like, especially with, like, chefs these days. Yeah. They're like, so wait, are you really into food? Not really. Right. I, right. But I, I did work in a restaurant. Right. And you're like, okay. <laughs> but, like, the thing about DIY, everyone's really fucking doing it. Yeah. Like, they're really contractors. They're really fucking changing it. What would you, what would you like to do? What would, you, what would be your 10-year goal? Oh, God. I would love to do House Crushers, like you said, for 15 years. I've said that yeah. to the network, too. Um, I I don't know. I See, I don't have... I love what I do. I do different shows. I've yeah. done House Crushers, which is my favorite. It fits me like a glove. It's right in my wheelhouse. It really is. It's people. It's building. It's 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 quick. Part of it, part of, part of your show that they don't... It, that you don't know about is you got to make sure that people are are having a good time in a remodel. Yeah. Like, that's really difficult. Not a lot of people are comfortable in right. losing their house. Yeah, and, and, they, and those people make a good show or a bad show. Yeah, exactly. And so if people are having a good time, then the show's having a good time. It's my, Part of my job is just making sure that people are having a good time. Now, everyone can have a good time in, uh, in, in, in Hawaii, of course. But can you have a good time in Wisconsin? Yeah. You know, like that, and we did Wisconsin this year, and that, that, couple, that couple loved it. Like, so, yeah, it's a part about having a good time. Absolutely. So, my my goal, I, I don't know. I don't know what my goal is. I mean, I, I love new stuff. I love them throwing stuff at me. I'm going to, you know, I did Flipping the Block, which was a very interesting change. And I didn't have to do any work. I just advised. And then I did Sold on the Spot, which was completely fucking different. Knocking on doors and asking people to sell their houses. Sold on the Spot is great. I fucking so, love that. Yeah. So hopefully... Um, that's that, like House Hunters, but like now. Well, that's what it is, because House Hunters is still crushes it after all these years. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. I mean, uh, I, w- I would like a little more time. And yeah. I don't want to bitch. I, I, I be know. Very it's careful. The weird, it's the you know, weird got, thing is that you don't want to go. Guys, I'd love to spend see my family more. And, then, and, and of course, they'll be like, they'll be like, they'll be like, Oh, of course. Let's let's cut back production. You know what? Let's just do twelve episodes this season. Let's not do the full order, and I, we want you to be happy. But then ultimately, what happens is some kid who's got a who's got a a two year old and a one year old goes fuck it. I don't need to see my kids for the next five years, and just like I did, and just like you did, and they'll be like, put me out there. I'll do fucking three hundred episodes a year, cheaper, cheaper. Yeah, and I got more hair, and I'm fucking, and I'm skinnier. I'm skinnier. Yeah, I got all my hair. I'm skinnier. Yeah, I can do it longer. I can do it longer. I don't have a drinking problem. <laughs> yep, yep. Oh, that was us. God damn it! A man. long time ago. We gotta hang out. We gotta hang out and go drink one night. I would love that. I would absolutely love that. There's a bar around here that I that serves Pliny on tap. What's that? Pliny the Elder. I got. I'll take you. Tony's? Tony's. Maybe it's not around here. Should I not name it? Tony's no. Dart Room? I don't know where it Never is. Never heard of it? No. All right. I'll well, see if it's around here. Wait, I do have to have, I have to ask you a question. Shoot. When is this going to air? Uh, when do you want it to air? Well, Mike, here's the other plug I have. And yeah. I didn't even think about this until you said plugs. Uh, I didn't even think about any of them. My cousin, my first cousin, mm-hmm. and he would be, he's like a brother to me if I didn't have a brother. You know, I mean... He's super tight. We've grown up together. He's running for office. California 
superintendent of public instruction. So he will be the school czar for public schools. He's running right now. November 4th, he got into the runoff with the incumbent. Okay. He's, this is his first public office. He worked for Via Ragosa. Yeah. He took over all those high schools. Okay. Where they, the, the worst high school in LA. Yeah. He took it over. They broke it up into five. He's done that with like 17 schools. He is a really good, really passionate man about public education. What's his name? Marshall Tuck. Marshall Tuck? If it was Marshall Tucker, I would have been like, I fucking never forget that name. Yeah. Marshall Tuck. Marshall Tuck. You'll never forget it because his dad's name's King. King Tuck? Yeah. Are you serious? Serious. <laughs> Kingwell. It's King Tuck. What was his grandfather's name? Roland? <laughs> <laughs> N- Nippin. Roland? Nippin. <laughs> So, yeah, nip and tuck. Uh, okay, Marshall Tuck. Marshall Tuck. He's running for state superintendent of public instruction. It's yeah. on the ballot for California voters November 4th. He has gotten every endorsement from every, every newspaper in California. Yeah. Um, he's the, 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 California, guess what, what they rank in public schools in uh, the country? I'm, I'm going, I don't know. I'm going to guess low. Guess. Out of uh, 50. Out of 50, 25. We're 45th. Are you fucking kidding me? And that's my children. That's our children. That's our children. That's, that's our children. What, that's right. And guess what we were 20 years ago? <laughs> 39th? 44th. Are you serious? Yeah. So we've never been good. So, so what, what Marshall has done is he's brought charter schools. It's all public instruction. Yeah. Charter schools and refocused and use, he's, he's developed Inglewood, that whole area. He worked with Green Dot Schools. He works for the mayor. He, this is what he does. And he's going to turn. He's turned around so much already. So, like, I really want this for him. I, I don't yeah. have enough Twitter followers to make a difference. Okay. Well, let's let's everyone who's in California. My numbers are pretty big in California. Okay. Uh, uh, go out and vote. What? Here's the deal. I know for a fact all you guys that vote don't really know anything about half of the ballot, just like I don't. Right. Right. And and you don't know. Who you just go party loyal, Democrat, 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 right. Democrat, Democrat. Vote for Marshall Tuck. Right. Look for that one name, Marshall Tuck. Yeah. Marshall Tuck. And you can find uh, superintendent school. What is it? A, a public a superintendent of public instruction. Superintendent of public instruction, Marshall Tuck. And he's and you can go to MarshallTuck.com. Like you don't have to just believe me. He's so legit. But no one he doesn't have the money because the other one, the other guy, they're both Democrat or not Democrat? I don't I, or non-denomination, yeah. whatever. But the other Atheist. guy's got the union. <laughs> okay, him. oh, he's got the union. So he's him. got the advertising money that we don't have. Okay, so Marshall, talk. Let's listen. I'm going to take this as a. I'm going to release this before November fourth. I'll release this before my birthday. Uh, I, birthday November November third. Okay, uh, right, I'm going to do a my hundredth podcast is going to be Saturday morning. I'm going to do one. By myself, and talk, maybe Tom, I think Tom Segura might come over Saturday and do one with me. And then um, I will release this Monday morning. So that will be November 2nd. Oh, that would be great. Yeah, I'll release this Monday morning. And guys, here's the deal I'd like to, uh, much like, you know, Superman or, or Spider Man or Batman, I'd like to assess my powers. I want to see how powerful I am. So I'm going to judge. The power of this podcast on Marshall Tuck's fate. Okay? Fuck yes! So, so if Marshall Tuck wins, 
I will continue doing this podcast. <laughs> if Marshall Tuck doesn't win, I'm going to realize that I am powerless and I have no control over anything. Obviously, I'm going to keep doing the podcast, everybody. But here's the deal. Focus and go out and vote for Marshall Tuck. He is, you know what? Take a, t- take a second this th- tomorrow and bring it up at a lunch. Talk about what a sensitive human being you are to children other than your own. You know, here's the deal. This is how you just, how you just slide the sentence into conversation. I don't know about this whole election, but I'll tell you what. This one guy, Marshall Tuck, has really got – he's got like uh, this, this the public schools. I tell you what, man. That is the future, as Whitney Houston once said, and, and, and help this guy out. If you've if you've learned anything in this podcast, uh, Josh and I are are are, are karma ambassadors. Like we, we love our jobs, we're good guys. Marshall Tuck is kin to Josh. Fucking help him out. I'm voting for him. You vote for him. Now watch. Uh, Marshall Tuck will be like, uh, guys, I listen to the podcast. I'd rather not have your endorsement. Um, I heard Bert talking about some things that I was not entirely. You guys mentioned some names of some schools that Bert forgot to edit out. Just talking about <laughs> Marshall Tuck's going to be like, no, thanks for the endorsement. You know what? Take to Twitter and tweet about Marshall Tuck. Be like, man. I love what you're doing. That's why you want to clean up your t- your Twitter feed. You know, sometimes you like you look at your Twitter feed and all you're talking about is is uh, is horrible shit. To put a Marshall talk. Hey guys, that's it's a way to feel good about yourself. You ever look at people's Facebook and you're like, who gives a fuck about this subject? This one girl that I never dated in high school that was kind of hot but nerdy and married the Baptist preacher. That's so odd. Who's talking? Go bring use Marshall talk in that. Let's make it make it fun. Put me and Josh in a tweet with Marshall Tuck into one of the things that you think would be that would be ironically important. Okay, school lunches have been driving me nuts. Thank God for Marshall Tuck, <laughs> right? Bert and Josh Temple. Uh, it's jo- at Josh Temple TV. At Josh Temple TV. At Josh Temple TV. Um. Uh. Whew, this. This PE co- coach situation has got me head over heels. Lo- hashtag losing sleep at Marshall Tuck, at Josh Temple TV, at Burt Kreischer. <laughs> Let's have fun with it and, and do this uh, today. Do it right now because the election, this is coming out Monday. November the 4th. election is Tuesday? Tuesday, November 4th. The, Tuesday, November 4th. I'll try to put, maybe I'll put this out Sunday nights without Monday morning. Oh, God. And, uh, God and, and, uh, and let's and have fun with it, guys. Have fun with it. Uh, Josh, his new show is uh, is sold on the spot. Sold on the spot. I already like I already like the name because in my head I forgot the name of the show, but I thought, what is the show? And I went, oh, the show is where he buys houses on the spot. Sold on the spot. Yeah, fucking great name. Nice. Can't wait to see it. November twenty third. Yes. Uh, noon and no- noon thirty. I fucking love it. And, and this is one of those shows that you're going to see fucking marathons of. Uh, you can always find them on House Crashers. It's my, it's, it is one of my favorite shows on one of my favorite networks, DIY. Um, just fucking Destination Channel, DIY, HGTV, travel, food, cooking, and Great American Country. Uh, they're all fucking amazing. And if, you, and if you're like, Great American Country, never heard of it. Go to Farm Kings. These dudes. The guy have, with the dreads. Dude, have you ever felt his hands? Cock Diesel. Dude. dude, I told him, I said, I said, I, all, his hands are real man hands. We're talking about real man hands? Yeah. And they're so raw from lifting barrels and wood and bales, and, of, and hay. bales of hay. They're like, they're so rough. 
And I said to him, everyone's talking to him, and I'm talking to him in a group. I don't even realize what I'm talking because I'm so fucking shut down the fact that I should not be me. I should be someone else at this moment and be a little different. And I go, how do you jack off? <laughs> and he just doesn't say a word, and he goes, you always find a way. <laughs> the conqueror. So, yeah, the conqueror. <laughs> So go to great, go check out Farm Kings. All right, Josh, we're gonna meet, we're gonna go hang out in the kitchen with my wife. Yeah. thank you for doing this, man. Dude, I, I love- anytime, anytime. I would like to get. I would like what I'd like to do is have a party back here one weekend when a bunch of like I would love to have you, Mister uh, Grundy, everyone out here. Oh. Uh, yeah, I got. I'm gonna fucking. I have a great John Sales uh, thing. I'm gonna read to you in a second awesome. that you're gonna fucking love. Awesome. Uh, uh, thank you for doing this, man. Oh, God. I, I had so much fun. I had so much fun. Marshall Tuck, Sold on the Spot, Burt Kreischer, Combos. Oh, go to Pilot and Captain. Check out their shirts. Use the code word uh, Captain Burt. I do not get paid for this, but these are amazing shirts. Combos does not pay me. I fucking love them. Buffalo Blue Cheese is yep. l- legit. I only support things I like. That is what I do. I don't get paid other than my people that I love. I love you. This episode was brought to you by The Machine.